Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
right, folks, welcome back to the Contenders for the Faith Radio broadcast. I am Jason Burton, broadcasting out of Union City, Indiana, right on the border of Ohio and Indiana. Thankfully, on the Indiana side, by the way. And, of course, in the big squeaky chair with the Cedars of Lebanon flanking his desk in the Library of Alexandria, strewn out with the uh, in front of his desk so that he can have access to any book he wants. The only mega church pastor in Payson, Arizona, Pastor Anthony Garissi. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, if you, if you call this a mega church, <laughs> you have not been in a mega church. That's for well, sure. Well, it is compared to some, and I'm still waiting for the chat room, you know, to light up because they always call you a mega pastor in there. But that's neither here nor there. Hey, can I remind folks of the chat room? <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, Go to the American uh, Voice, theamericanvoice.com. Halfway down, you'll see a button that says chat. .americanvoiceradio.com. Click on that. Give yourself a super secret identity and uh, jump in there. And I tell you what, if you're not in the chat room, and thank you to all you who are in there, you want to get in there just for that link that Jeff posted uh, with that argument between uh, Robert Jeffress and, and the so-called Sodomite pastor. And uh, wow, that was that was amazing. Interesting. you got to watch that after the show, Pastor, unless okay. you are, which I did well, during the break. Yeah, you posted it, and I wish I could have. But I was uh, I was talking to Frank between the show. He was he was telling me, um, you know, the censorship rules, what I can say and what I can't say, and uh, I can't make any fat jokes or you know, can't say you know different word, words like that. So okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Frank was censoring yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> this is new. What happened to Frank? <laughs> this is not the Frank we know. Yes, if you think Frank is censoring us, folks. You don't know Frank either, but um, yeah, Frank's, we, uh, yeah. Frank's idea of screening a phone call. Hello, this is Frank. Oh yeah, you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> you got something hateful to say to them? There you go. That's it. That's fine. <laughs> Which I love, by the way. And I tell you what, um, very few places right now, Pastor, that are out there actually promoting truth because of yeah. the lies of this world are in vogue. And so, uh, folks, if you've got a couple extra bucks, just why don't you donate to the American Voice Radio Network, one of the only places still around that you can get the unvarnished truth from this show and others others somewhat like it. There are none like it, actually. But uh, thankfully, there's a good variety on here. But, yeah, consider giving to the American Voice Radio Network. You can do that also at theamericanvoice.com, Pastor. Did you know that? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, good. I did know that. I paid for the radio show. So, anyway, um, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, unless somebody wants to sponsor it, then you take you can take my place and just you know. This radio show is brought to you by oh I don't know by me <laughs> local hardware store. <laughs> uh, yes, that that actually be pretty funny. Who would sponsor us? We, we might be scared. I don't know. Hey, if we. Here's the deal, all right? I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to say it once. If there is somebody out there that wants to sponsor this radio broadcast and get your business on the air for all of our listeners and, uh, you know, to be able to promote your business, write me at refreshedaz at hotmail.com. R-E-F is in Frank, R-E-S is in Sam, H-E-D-A-Z at hotmail.com. There you go. And we'll take it. Yeah, and we'll take it. And so will Frank. Frank will take it, too. So there you go. Um uh, we got to remind folks of the ELC conference, Jason. We've got to let them know about uh, what's coming up June uh, 6th through the 9th. Yeah, ELC conference. You, you definitely, if you're anywhere in the area, you want to be there. We've got a number of speakers this year, some guys that have really been around the block a few times. I mean, really been around the block, Pastor. 
will yeah. be there. Um, we're going to have some great speakers. Brother Townsend, I hope, is able going to be able to make it this year, uh, Lord willing. You're going to be out. And, I am. Uh, Lord willing. And Lord willing, also Pastor Mike Hoover. No, you're, you, are, you will be out, right? Lord you, willing. You are going to be out. All right. Lord willing. And, uh, yeah, I, I expect Pastor Mike Hoover to be there because he's only three hours away, for crying out loud. So yeah, well, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was going to say uh, something, but I self-censored, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing, um, uh, folks. Uh, you want to go to this conference? You're on that side of the country, or you're on this side of the country. It's worth the drive. You want to be there? Cornerstone Historic Baptist Church in Union City, Indiana. There'll be food provided. Uh, you might have to get yourself a hotel to stay at. Uh, contact Jason or Pastor Keith Hoover. Uh, you can go to lordshipchurches.info to find out all the information there. And uh, you know, they, if they've got a place for you to stay, they can. They'll they'll let you know. They'll put you up. And otherwise, you'll have to get an apartment or not an apartment, but a hotel. And usually, you guys are able to get a good deal on those hotels. So. Um, yeah, we usually get a block of them. So you just need to contact me if you're going to be out for the meetings and you're listening to this broadcast. Um, just email me, refreshedaz at hotmail.com, and uh, I'll be sure to ignore your email for a few weeks like I do everyone else and then uh, get it in under the last minute. So. Well, don't ignore it too long. June is right around the corner, man. It's right around the corner. So, uh, folks, contact Jason or Pastor Keith Hoover at lordshipchurches.info, and uh, they'll get you set up. You don't want to miss this kind of preaching. I get tired of hearing people whine and complain about uh, not able to find a good preacher that stands on the old King James Bible and is uh, lordship. What I mean by lordship, that means we put the Lord Jesus Christ where he's supposed to be, and that is at the head of the church. And I hate to say we put him, um, because he's there. He's supposed to be there, and uh, he will. He's he is the head no matter what. Uh, but the Bible says we're supposed to hold up the head. That's what the Scripture said. Uh, the danger of the church is that they're not holding the head and uh, where it's supposed to be. And so uh, if you're tired of preachers that are yoked up with the state and selling the old mainstream line to you, then, uh, hey, there, there's going to be a ton of them there at this conference, and you'll get blessed, and uh, you might even get educated a little bit, and uh, you can go home on fire for God. So you want to be a part of this June 6th through the 9th. Well, um, <clears throat> there's a subject that we, we deal with from time to time, uh, Jason, and, uh, uh, and that is on the distinctions of the church. We've been doing that for the last, uh, I don't know, month or so, on what is a true church and what is not a true church. And uh, one of the uh, marks of a true church of the Lord Jesus Christ is autonomy. Uh, the fact that it is independent, and you, you're part of an independent Baptist church, we're part of an independent Baptist church, and uh, one of the things we stand against is this church hierarchy controlling little churches and um, and basically becoming uh, becoming the head of these churches. And that's simply not found in the Scriptures. We are as independent can, as can be. And that kind of, uh, it, it, um, it, it rings true in our hearts. Being Americans, Jason, the independent spirit is just, it's something we live with. We love it. Uh, it's, 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 it's why we exist as a nation. And so when you come across a church that's an independent church or an independent Baptist church, autonomous, that ring true, rings true with our American spirit. But I think one of the dangers we have to watch out for 
is that our churches don't become so independent that the Holy Spirit has no place in it. So autonomy, when we say autonomy, we, we're merely stating that we are not um, in yoke with the state or uh, other churches. And uh, we can fellowship with other churches, Jason, but um, we do not control other churches. Cornerstone Historic Baptist Church is not the, uh, um, what do they call it, diocese for all the churches in, uh, the Lordship churches in Indiana. Cornerstone Historic Baptist Church is an independent work separate from the Stampers Creek Historic Baptist Church and the Payson First Baptist Church and, you know, the Bible Believers Historic Baptist Church in Mesick, Michigan, and so on and so forth. So autonomy just means we work independently and we are self-governing. But we are not independent of each other or of the Holy Ghost. And I think this is one area that our churches need to be careful on. We become so independent that we isolate ourselves from the one thing we need the most, and that is the Holy Ghost. Well, churches ought to fellowship. I mean, you've got uh, the love of the brethren that has been put in you through the adoption, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, you know, we are part of the family of God. And so if you see another Bible-believing Christian who goes to a different church and you get together for meetings, that certainly in no way violates what autonomy means. What we're talking about is we're talking about churches that take charge over other churches. Now, there are a lot of people that run awfully close to this when they're, when they're planting churches. It'd be interesting to hear from your perspective, because really the Eastern perspective and the Western perspective on things, as far as Bible believers, is different. What is your opinion? I know of several churches who have started satellite churches, so to speak, that they provide preachers for until that church is uh, organized and then becomes autonomous. Well, I think the we still have to stick with the scriptures, and um you, you you look like at you look at Acts 13 and you see where the church at Antioch yes it obviously came for, started from the church at Jerusalem but it is completely independent uh, so when they send out Paul and Barnabas or Saul and Barnabas in Acts chapter 13 there is no consultation of the uh, starting church which was Jerusalem and it was a um, it is a kind of a uh, a head church there now they're not in control they don't make any uh, decisions for the church at Antioch but they do send people to that church to uh, to get it going now the question is how long does it take to get it going and I think sometimes these churches uh, mainly from the Baptist bride mentality they keep control of these smaller churches for a lot longer than they should you know, once you've got a man of God in place, there is no need for the sending church to be in control in any way, shape, or form. But it doesn't mean that that sending church can't be a council, or when I say council, a counseling uh, factor there. Because in Acts 13, you see clearly the church is independent at Antioch. And yet in Acts chapter 15, when they run into some false doctrine within the church, they send the Apostle Paul to the church at Jerusalem, and, and, and they get together and they hash out this uh, subject of works salvation or the law for salvation. So the church at Antioch, though it is independent, it is not completely independent from the church at Jerusalem. And then the group together, they say, hey, this is, we, we finally come to a conclusion, salvation is by grace through faith, no law at all. And then they said, now send this epistle out. And that epistle went to all the churches. And then and this, these churches said, hey, praise God, these guys got together, and they found a solution to this. Because remember, the scriptures were not 
the complete canon of scriptures was not established at that time. So I think we have to be careful that we don't separate ourselves completely from each other's churches. We need each other. But at the same time, these sending churches have no and should bear no authority over the satellite churches. Well, no, and that's when you run into trouble is when churches think that they start having authority over other churches. Yeah. That's why it's so dangerous to have these organized associations. I know Baptists yeah. have done that in the past to where they've had like the El- Elkhorn Association and these types of things. But they end up getting a central hierarchy that ends up saying these are our recommendations to those these yeah. your, the churches, and if you don't do them, then we're going to disfellowship you or uh, whatever. Well, I have an that's answer not, to that. Yeah, go ahead. I have an answer to that. Okay, these Baptist associations that sprung up in the past, and, and listen, we praise God for what they accomplished in them. There, there's some good that came from them. But these conventions and these associations, though, I, I truly believe the reason why they did it, uh, sincere though they may be, is simply because they didn't think Jesus Christ would hold his churches accountable. And they don't think, and I think that's what people do. That's why there's there's always a, a control factor that you have to fight in these smaller churches. You know, well, we want to make sure that that pastor's accountable. He doesn't get caught stealing. He doesn't caught doing this and that. And for some reason, they think that they've got to set some sort of control or some sort of accounting system so that they can nip uh, the possibility of sin in the bud before it even happens. And the bottom line is, men will always be depraved, Jason. And so. There are some sinners that are just such good liars, and it doesn't matter how many checks and balances you have, they're gonna they're gonna mess up, or they're gonna they're gonna do what they want to do, and we forget that in Revelation, Jesus Christ said to the seven churches over and over again, "If you don't repent, I will come upon thee quickly. You don't repent, I will snuff out your candlestick," and he said, "Or else." That's what the words he uses, "or else." Or else what? What Jesus Christ is going to get you, man. And that's what we forget. We think somehow our God in heaven doesn't hold the churches accountable, so we've got to come up with a system uh, outside of what the Bible set up. And every time a church falls, Jason, whether their pastor got into adultery or stole money, it falls hard. And you don't need men to prove that they had a control of the thing. Jesus Christ will show that it's over with in that place. And the testimony's ruined. I mean, when Jesus snuffs a candlestick out, it's out. And, that, and I think we, we think that somehow Jesus isn't going to do it, so we've got to get in on it, so we create the associations. Yeah, and it's uh, just simply using uh, earthly or physical muscle to try to get through what you think that God wants you to do, yes. which is kind of the wrong way to look at things anyway. God's going to empower his people to do what he wants them to do uh, without our devices with regards to, to getting together and to sending people to different areas to start churches and things like that. Um, yeah. but, there is, but there is some truth that churches do need to cooperate and, uh, and help each other out when the time comes. Now, <laughs> I, I say this because this weekend I'm actually filling a pulpit pretty close by here, and uh, you know if the churches weren't cooperating together, then pastors could never leave their pulpit, and uh, especially some of the smaller churches, they might not have a glut of preachers laying around waiting to, yeah. to step in. Yes, sir. Well, um, here, here's two examples uh, in Scripture to prove 
what you just said, that we are not to be independent of each other as churches, although we are independent. We need to be careful that we don't just cut off the brethren. Yeah. Look at what Paul did. Just you read see that happening so much. That's the exact. Yeah. That's the flip side of the coin, isn't it, to where a church becomes so insulated and isolated from other Christians that it that really the pastor and the people that remain in the church end up becoming bitter because they're just not the proper type of fellowship that they ought to have. That's right. Uh, Romans chapter 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. These three passages reveal that the churches helped each other's churches out. Uh, Paul went to the churches in the Mediterranean and collected offerings to send back to the church at Jerusalem, even though the church at Jerusalem had apostatized. They had stopped sending out workers. They'd gotten to the point where when Paul visits them in the temple, they were willing to cover up um, you know, the Apostle Paul and make him uh, perform a vow in order to uh, uh, please the Jews who had rejected the Lord Jesus Christ to begin with. And that's a sign of apostasy. And it was found in the Jerusalem church. So, But Paul still did not allow the Jerusalem church to go falling in flames during a famine. He actually had these churches, the church at Corinth, uh, church at Rome, send money back to help it. Don't forget, they he went to the church at Jerusalem in Acts 16 to get help on this subject of work salvation, or do we keep the law in order to be saved? And um, praise God for it. So the subject of autonomy does not mean we are independent of each other, and it doesn't mean we're independent of other churches. We're, we fellowship alongside, and we need that. We need, I find that I need that, Jason. I'm, I need fellowship from other preachers from time to time. It's, it's, well, obviously, you know, it's encouraging. If I if I believed contrary, I wouldn't be participating in the meetings this year because right, yeah. usually we ended up having you know twenty plus pastors all together in the same place. And guess what? Everybody gets a, gets along. It's amazing. And the yeah. reason for that is because they just love Jesus Christ and want Jesus Christ to be head not only of their churches but of their lives. And so when you when you come into the situation like that, and uh, you've been in some of these uh, sessions where we've hashed things out with all the pastors, that is yes. just an absolute blast. And you know what? Really, it is cooperating, and it's cooperative in a, in a way, and it is associating, but it's not an association. And it's the yeah. way it ought to be, in order that uh, that iron can sharpen iron, because pastors go through things. I know that people that aren't pastors don't want to hear this, but pastors go through things that others don't understand as much as another pastor would, and uh, it's good to have that fellowship. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know something else? Um, this independent, uh, uh, this autonomy in the church, um, this independent spirit that, uh, how should I say this? The church is autonomy, but, or autonomous, but the, the independent spirit must be held in check because the truth is we need each other within the church as well as other churches. So let's set the other churches aside for just a moment and let's look within the church. When you look at Acts 13, you've got five guys that are ministering, they're fasting, they're praying in the church of Antioch, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to all five guys on the same topic, and that is the sending of Paul and Barnabas. And so all five of those guys get together and say, you know what the Holy Spirit told me? And they're like, yeah, same thing he told me. And this is the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be an individual, I'm on my own, nobody else is walking with God, so yeah, I'm just going to be doing No, it's supposed to be in the church. There should be more than one guy unified, led by the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about leadership. I'm talking about guys that are together 
on the leading and filling of the Holy Ghost. And here's where it gets really good, Jason. You go two chapters later. After these five guys get together, they send two of their group off to, uh, or to, to evangelize uh, in the cities around them. Um, by Acts 16, this wonderful church in Antioch gets infiltrated by these guys who want to include works a part of salvation or the law into salvation. Now, here's what stands out to me. When Paul and Barnabas show up, they find out that this stuff has gotten into the church. And it is Paul and Barnabas that confront the false doctrine with no little disputation. That means they tore into these guys. Now, this tells me this. The three guys that were left back in, in, in Antioch, Jason, had to have been part of the leadership of the church. And those three guys did not stop the false doctrine that had come in. There had to be other guys that came in and did it. So people say, well, if there's false doctrine, the pastor's got to be the guy to put the hammer down. Well, sometimes the pastor's not able to catch it all, Jason. And so God uses other men that are sound in the Scriptures, full of the Holy Ghost, to help ease the pastor's job there. That's biblical. Paul and Barnabas come in to help the church that is not being pastored by Paul and Barnabas to, 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 to confront these guys. This is what the church is supposed to be. So, well, the pastor, he's got the whole job. No, he doesn't. No, uh, no there, there is no man on earth that can take on the responsibilities of every yeah. aspect of a local church. And if he tries to do that, then that's a dysfunctional local church. That's exactly right. All right, folks, well, you heard it here on the local church. Church is autonomous, but not independent of each other and uh, of the Holy Ghost of God. Okay, coming up next, Melissa Roxanne with New World Order Info. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you next week. God bless AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. 
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
All right, welcome to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, April 11th, 2016. And I'm going to try to probably finish up but who knows, uh, on the MSM and also known as Organic Sulfur tonight. And, you know, I may get into some other stuff too. So we'll see. But um, thank you for all of you who donate to us, either your your equipment, you know, your old equipment. We really appreciate it. If you have anything like that that you no longer use that you can donate to AVR to help us tremendously and or... Those of you that have bought us new equipment, we really appreciate that as well. And, you know, you may not think it's a big deal. You might have something old laying around that you never use and and not even think about, you know, how much it could mean to somebody. But somebody donated us um, an Android phone, uh, you know, one that uses Android and and another phone, um, an Apple phone, and Frank has used those to see what AVR and the mobile side, et cetera, you know, looks like on those, and we didn't even have any kind of smartphone or anything to use to do that, so that helped us tremendously. And then two people donated boards, a small board and a large board for Frank to use, so that helped us a lot. And those of you that give monetary donations and we really appreciate that no no matter how small and that really helps us always because we always have things going wrong things that stop working equipment that dies and fails and you know frank makes it last as long as he can and tries to get new parts instead of replacing all of it um but at times he has to just get whole new laptops or computers or build them or whatever so anyway it's a great help when you do those things and when you tell others about us when you play AVR on your local stations all the micro broadcasters that do that to get the truth out there and to help people you know find out as much good truthful information as possible and and sometimes it's not always good but it's truthful so uh, thanks to all of you and those of you that tell others about us and, and share different shows with those people that you know and love and, you know, try to help them out with information that you hear on AVR. Okay, so you can also join us in the chat room. So be, you know, feel free to come on in there. It's very easy to do. And don't be shy about it. Everybody's nice in there and you may end up becoming a chat room regular you may end up getting a show on AVR who knows it's happened several times just from people coming into the chat room or calling in on the air etc so who knows maybe one day you'll be on here talking to the people and don't forget we have a great deal in organic sulfur also known as MSM so you'll hear that on our commercials Take advantage of that. The more you buy, the more you save. And if you get four at a time, four pounds of organic sulfur at a time that AVR offers, then you get a a free LED light bulb while supplies last. And you're going to save more money that way than any other way. And the more sulfur you buy at once, you're going to save $5 off the cost 
of each additional pound you buy over a pound. So keep that in mind. You're going to save on shipping and all that too. Okay, so I'm going to get into this little book here, The MSM Miracle Enhance Your Health with Organic Sulfur. And it's by Earl Mendel. If you've been listening to my show, I've been going through this book for the last several shows. And it's just all about organic sulfur and different things it does for us and and wonderful things. You know, it's loaded with good information. It's not a long book. It's very short, like I said. Um, it's just a booklet. And it's got 48 pages, so... It's very inexpensive. You could get it for $4 or less, just so you know. And I got it for $0.99. Cents. Um, so check out those thrift stores, garage sales, and all that kind of stuff, used bookstores and all. Okay, so now we're going to talk about arthritis. So arthritis is the inflammation of the knees, wrists, elbows, fingers, toes, hips, and other joints of the body, characterized by pain, swelling, stiffness, and a restricted range of motion. And the physiological structure of all joints is basically the same. Two or more adjoining movable bones whose adjacent surfaces are covered with a layer of cartilage and they're surrounded by a fluid-filled capsule encasing ligaments. More than 50 million Americans suffer from osteoarthritis rheumatoid arthritis, and related conditions. And earlier it was noted how glucosamine helps keep cartilage strong and flexible and how it can also play a role in repairing damaged cartilage. In recent clinical studies, glucosamine has not only relieved the symptoms of osteoarthritis, but actually appears to reverse the disease. In a healthy body, when the cartilage found in tendons, ligaments, and other connective tissue becomes damaged, it is slowly replaced by new cartilage. As we grow older, it appears that our bodies become less efficient at repairing cartilage. Glucosamine is a key substance in the cartilage rebuilding process. Several studies have been done comparing the effects of glucosamine versus NSAIDs. I told you about those. I've told you about them many, many times throughout the years, but it's just a little acronym for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. And those are bad drugs, which, you know, all the big pharma, I believe, and over-the-counter drugs are bad. Those, you know, you may get, you may think they do you some good. They also do you bad, you know, some bad, and they can kill you or your animals, your loved ones, etc. So, um, most of those are really bad. And the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, those, those are very bad news. And so, anyway, this, there's been studies done comparing the effects of glucosamine versus those. And there's things like ibuprofen and aspirin, which can kill you. I've told you that many times, and it's true. And in each study, the... The drugs like the ibuprofen and aspirin, known as NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, um, the group that received those improved faster during the first two weeks, but after a month, the effectiveness began to wear off, and side effects such as stomach and digestive problems began to appear. And they can cause 
things like ulcers. You know, they can cause bleeding in the gastrointestinal, you know, area and all kinds of problems. And heart attacks, strokes, all kinds of stuff. Um, like the heart drugs they give you for people that they claim, oh, you had a heart attack or you're going to have a heart attack or whatever. They give you all these drugs for that. Well, they make you have heart attacks and strokes, you know. They give you things that they tell you are to prevent um women and people that are going to have problems due to osteoporosis where, you know, you're kind of bent over and all this stuff and they claim that you're losing, you know, your bone mass and stuff like that. But really, the things they give you are full of fluoride. They give you fluoride in the form of a, of a tablet or something. So they don't tell you that it's fluoride. And most people don't even go and look it up to see what, you know, is in these drugs and all the side effects they cause, et cetera. And even if they do, they they take them anyway because their doctor told them to. So you need to do the research, you know, and, and read about health. Read about health topics and go to the sites that, that I recommend and that you hear others recommend and, and talk about on AVR, et cetera. But, you know, you can learn a lot that way and what are you going to do when there is no internet? What are you going to do? You're going to run to the doctor. You're not going to be able to when there's when everything hits the fan. And I think it's coming soon. It may not come fully this year, but I think it's going to start. I really believe it's going to start this year. Some bad bad things are going to be happening, and and we're going to see our lives are going to vastly change. I believe soon. So you need to learn all you can while you can and download all the information you can. You'll thank me and others that tell you to do this later, or if you do it and you're already doing it, you'll thank yourself because, you know, you're going to wish you had when the time comes and you don't have anything to use as medicine or you don't know what to do or you might know what to do, but you don't have the right thing. So go get those things that you hear us talk about while you still can. All these different things um, like the organic sulfur and the vitamin C, the ascorbic acid form of vitamin C, you know, you can get natural vitamin C. You can get vitamin C from Camu Camu. You can get all kinds of vitamin C. Um, rose hips, you know, added and bioflavonoids added to it. You can get the the wonderful lipospheric vitamin C. You can learn how to make your own liposomal vitamin C. I've done shows about all this, these different things. And then there's all the herbs you hear talked about that I've talked about. I've given you tons of info about those and cayenne, all kind of things. You hear Wendy talk about those. She sells those. She makes them herself, the the tinctures, however you say it. <laughs> I always get criticized for how I say that word. But anyway, Wendy from Apothecary Herbs, Herb Talk Live, she makes her own formulas. She studied under who I think is the best herbalist on the planet, Dr. Richard Schultz. And he studied under another fantastic herbalist. So they all, you know, have great information. So take advantage of all that. And just all the things you hear us talk about, baking soda you need to stock up on, um, a way to filter your water when there's no power. You know, you need a way to filter it while there is power, and you need to be filtering your water. And you need to do that when there's no power as well. So like a solar distiller or something like that. Um, anything that you can 
come up with now, download the plans, get the parts. Even if you don't put it together now, have the parts and the extra parts and backup parts and backup things because when one thing quits working, you need to have a backup one of those things or more than one would be better because it's going to get to a point where, you know, you might have something and one part goes wrong and then you don't have the part to replace it. So get those things now while you can. Try to try to start trying to live live off the grid and get the solar equipment or whatever you can do, you know, because I think the time is short and we're in the last days and I really do. I'm going to be doing some shows regarding why I feel this way soon and uh, maybe that will, you know, help you to go out and get the things you need to get, the rice and the beans and all the medicinal things you need. So please Take heed and stock up on them like the Bible tells us, like the virgins with the oil lamps and everything. We need to we need to do our part, you know. We need to not just, just pray about it, but we need to do our part as well. And our Heavenly Father, I'm sure, will, will look after us and help us and perform miracles like always, you know, when it's His will to do so. But we always have to do our part as well. So anyway, um, I'm just telling you, arthritis, one of the things I know that will help it is vitamin C. No doubt about it. And I would definitely not recommend going out and getting any kind of total knee or hip replacement, etc. Um, I do. My mother did it, and it has done nothing good for her. I think she would have been so much better off not getting, not having that done. And I think that people get these things when they don't even need them. They're unnecessary surgeries, but they're referred to different doctors that basically tell them that's the only solution because they're allopathic doctors and they make a lot of money doing these total knee and hip replacements, et cetera. They're using parts that have been recalled in other countries that our FDA still allows to be used in patients, which is disgustingly sick and evil to me. They don't tell them that they've been recalled in other countries. They just give them glossy brochures and act like it's just the answer to all their problems. Then they get them doped up on every kind of painkiller, every kind of bad drug there is, you know, get get you hooked on that or give you things you're allergic to that can kill you. Happened to my mother. They didn't even, she had an infection and they didn't even, uh, food prices have increased over I guess it's time for a break. Or that was an accident, but they didn't even uh, clear up her infection before she had surgery. She had an infection, and she should have never had the surgery until the infection was all healed. They went ahead and did it anyway. Then they didn't even give her antibiotics after her surgery. I mean, it's just unreal the things they do and all the mistakes they make that kill people. They've killed so many people in my own family, and I'm sure yours too. And it's just a nightmare. So the more you can stay away from them, that's what I do anyway. I stay away from doctors and hospitals. I don't go to them. I'm basically my own doctor. I do the research. I learn the truth about things and, you know, try to do it with our animals. Yes, sometimes they have to go to the vet when there's no other way we can help them, but we try to avoid it as much as possible, try to avoid giving them antibiotics, give them things like lipospheric vitamin C, and vitamin C and Brugis, double cider vinegar, all kind of things, coconut oil. Okay, it's time to take a break, so we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at naturelogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Monday, April 11th, 2016. And I'm giving you information about organic sulfur, also known as MSM. And so I'm going to get back into that. And uh, this is from the MSM Miracle Enhance Your Health with Organic Sulfur by Earl Mendel. So I've given you info about different things with arthritis and um, telling you, you know, that I don't believe in unnecessary surgery. Um, I know that these different doctors, specialists, et cetera, that, that specialize in things like total hip and knee replacements, um, you know, they will tell you things like you have a torn meniscus in your knee. And the thing is, they don't tell you that that's a common thing that a lot of people have. And some people, you know, can have it and not even know they have it. That's how common it is from the research I've done. So they scare you into thinking that the only answer is this surgery. And they make a lot of money from it. And different things that they tell you that they can try before the surgery, they, they'll do that. And then they'll still say you need the surgery. Then you're going to have to go through all kinds of, you know, rehabilitation and um, physical therapy, and you're going to be drugged up on all kinds of painkillers, and all these things are just are not good for your body. So there's other things you can, you know, which I would do, like uh, the organic sulfur, the MSM, the lipospheric vitamin C, or ascorbic acid, or other forms of vitamin C. Um, like liposomal vitamin C, which can be made at home. And I've given you the info on that. Um, so there's lots of lots of things. The glucosamine, chondroitin, things like that, you know, that can help. So there's all kinds of natural remedies for arthritis and different things that you can look into and try, you know. Um, that's what I would do anyway, instead of going and having some some surgery that is going to change my life forever. And I've seen it happen to people, like I told you, you know, in my own family. It's just totally changed their life for the worse. So I would I would not do that. And what's going to happen when that knee that they put in your body fails? What's going to happen when that, that fake, you know, knee they put in your body when they do a total knee or hip replacement, um, when the parts, have been recalled in other countries and there's problems with them, then what? You're going to have to have another surgery to get it taken out and replaced by some other part. And who knows what all is in these things, but they're putting metal in your body and they're putting plastic in your body. Your body is not meant to have metal and plastic in it. So your body's going to see that as a foreign invader and poison and, you know, it can cause wreak all kinds of havoc. I've read about it, causing all kinds of problems. Every, like things like Alzheimer's from the metal in your body. Okay, and it's gonna your body has salt water in it, and that's gonna cause the metal to corrode, and get those things released into the body. So, and then there's the plastic and the petrochemicals and things that it's made out of. So, these things are not good. It's not good when women have. Um, when women get things like uh, boob jobs and they get, you know, 
these fake boobs and they think, you know, it's just a matter of their self-esteem and looking better and all that. It's, it's terrible for their body. And the silicone is terrible. They took those off the market and then they put them back on the market. And that stuff leaks. And it should never be put in the body to begin with. But it leaks out into the body and causes all kinds of health problems. And the same thing with the, the saline ones, you know, and, and the petrochemicals that they make, those things, and then they put the saline in them or they put the silicone in them, those are not good to be in the body either. So it's going to cause all kinds of health problems. And I would never, ever, you know, recommend doing any of those things. Um, just try to be happy with what our Heavenly Father gave you, you know, and... I would just try to avoid any kind of surgery at all, you know, just try to avoid it as much as possible and and go a different route and go as natural as possible. Okay, so we were talking about arthritis and how in these groups of people, they gave some of them things like ibuprofen and aspirin, NSAIDs, and they started, you know, the first couple of weeks, they started to improve faster but after a month, the effectiveness began to wear off and side effects started happening, like stomach and digestive problems. And in contrast, after four to eight weeks, the groups that were given glucosamine, they showed a high degree of relief from pain, joint tenderness, and swelling. And by the way, the MSM, the organic sulfur, helps with those things. And also, so does vitamin C. And vitamin C is great for inflammation, arthritis, swelling. Um, it's great for pain. Coconut oil is another thing great for pain. And people with slipped discs can even be helped with vitamin C and MSM or organic sulfur. Now, you always need to check with your doctor. You know, check with all your licensed medical practitioners. I have to tell you that because of legal issues. But... You know how I feel about all those things. So, And the same goes with vets if it's for your animal because they have problems too. They could have pain and arthritis and joint, you know, problems or inflammation, whatever. They could have all kinds of problems. And, and, you know, things like this might help them too. So check with the vet. But they're probably going to try to give them some kind of prescription drug, etc., you know, and or over-the-counter drugs but most likely prescription ones. They also give animals, you know, they, they dispense things like Revolution, Frontline, all these things like Advantage and other things for fleas, and they don't tell you, and nor do they even know themselves probably, that it can kill and does kill many, many animals. So for those of you out there using those, I know I see when I go to the vet, people are buying those and they're very expensive. Um, it is terrible for your animal. You need to look into it. Type in death. Type in seizure. Type in, you know, danger and whatever flea product it is because there's tons of them out there that I've read about and they do kill animals. They cause them to have bleeding. They cause them to have seizures. They cause them to foam at the mouth. They cause them to get dehydrated from saliva that is produced and they start drooling and things like that. It even happened to our cats years ago. We gave, we put flea collars on like a couple of our cats, and in 30 minutes' time, they were 
drooling constantly and having problems. And, and if I didn't know it or we weren't watching them and taking it off of them immediately, then it could have killed them. So, you know, I would go as all natural as possible and look into all those things before ever just trusting what some vet tells you is the best thing to use or some vet technician tells you, yeah, yeah, this is what you need, this will work and all that. Because people aren't aware. They just blindly trust in these people and then they have a dead animal or an animal with health problems the rest of their lives or an animal that almost died, you know. So, and I understand because we did that. We we were ignorant about it too. But you you have to learn and hopefully it won't kill your animal um, because you need to look into it and do the right thing for them. You know, they're a part of your family. You love them. And you don't want them to suffer. So keep that in mind. So in this group that had the arthritis, you know, after four to eight weeks, the glucosamine group showed a high degree of relief from pain, joint tenderness, and swelling. And before and after, electron micrographs of cartilage taken from both a placebo and a glucosamine group showed continuing arthritis in the placebo group and nearly healthy cartilage in the glucosamine group. None of the glucosamine groups reported any significant side effects. One of the most significant applications of organic sulfur, or MSM, is its demonstrated ability to alleviate pain associated with systemic inflammatory disorders. People with arthritis report substantial and long-lasting relief while supplementing MSM in their diet, with daily dosages ranging from a low of 100 milligrams to a high of 5,000 milligrams. And that's about a teaspoon or so, the 5,000 milligrams, which is 5 grams. And this beneficial effect is due in part to the ability of MSM to sustain cell flow through, allowing harmful substances, lactic acid and toxins, to flow out while permitting nutrients to flow in, thereby preventing pressure buildup in cells that cause inflammation in the joints and elsewhere. In one study, eight people suffering various forms of intractable pain were given MSM by mouth in differing amounts for periods up to 19 months. All reported reduced levels of pain. If you are suffering from osteoarthritis, bursitis, joint pain, swelling, or tenderness, you might want to try the Sulfur Sisters MSM and glucosamine. It can't hurt. And remember, Dr. Earl Mendel also said vitamin C works great with MSM. They work better together. They work synergistically. So keep that in mind. And just keep in mind, vitamin C is a blood thinner. And there are other blood thinners out there, too. Even things like broccoli and cinnamon can be blood thinners. So you have to, you know, watch out if you're not supposed to have blood thinners or if you're taking different things that are blood thinners, even food or beverages, etc., citrus beverages and things like that, like grapefruit juice or orange juice, lemon juice, things like that. They are blood thinners, too. So And so is garlic, garlic and onions and all these different things. So... You have to be careful, especially if you're not allowed to be, you know, have blood thinners because you're taking some kind of 
prescription blood thinner, and those things are deadly. I would never, ever take anything like that or use any kind of prescription blood thinner. Anyway, um, so now we'll move on to muscle soreness and cramps. And so the nerves which sense pain are mainly located in the soft tissue of our bodies, such as the muscles. And many types of pain can be attributed to pressure differential involving the cells that make up tissue. When outside pressure drops, cells swell and become inflamed. Nerves register the inflammation and we experience pain symptoms. Often what's contributing to the pain is rigid, fibrous tissue cells which lack flexibility and permeability. Use of MSM has been shown to restore flexibility to the protein layer of cell walls, allowing fluids to pass through the tissue more easily. This softens the tissue and helps to equalize pressure, thereby reducing, if not totally eliminating, the cause of the pain. MSM, by equalizing cell pressure, treats the cause of inflammation, unlike an aspirin, which would treat the symptom by shutting off the nerve. MSM has demonstrated the remarkable ability to reduce the incidence of or eliminate entirely muscle soreness and leg and back cramps, particularly in geriatric elderly patients who have, have such cramps during the night or after long periods of inactivity and in athletes after high physical stress. And by the way, it could be a magnesium deficiency that causes these cramps like in your calves or your toes and things like that. Another thing if people have tremors, that could be a magnesium deficiency. If people are having seizures, that could be a magnesium deficiency and a B vitamin deficiency. So things like vitamins and minerals can definitely affect your health if you have deficiencies in those, and most people do. And most people get far too much calcium and not enough magnesium. So the magnesium chloride and Epsom salt baths and things like that can help to you can apply uh, topically the magnesium chloride, which is another word for magnesium oil. Stay away from anything from the you know, Salt Lake City, Utah, the Great Salt Lake. Stay away from that because it's full of mercury. And the same thing for the Dead Sea in Israel. There's all kinds of pro you know products made from these places, and I would definitely avoid them like the plague because they're full of mercury. So MSM has demonstrated the remarkable ability to reduce the incidence of or eliminate entirely muscle soreness and leg and back cramps. And I told you, when I threw my back out more than once, I've done it in my life, I, I was so bad, I was hunched over and I couldn't work for a week because I threw my back out once and uh, I didn't know back then the things I know today about health. And so I was suffering greatly um, and I even back then tried to avoid going to doctors and stuff. So, but I just didn't know and hadn't done the research like I have for years now and didn't know any better. But then when I found out about MSM and used it after I had hurt my back another time, it helped me tremendously. I just applied it to the area of my back that was hurting 
and I put the MSM there and I used some kind of lotion, although now I would probably use something like coconut oil instead. And but I applied it and it it took away my back pain. And MSM and vitamin C can both help in that area. You know, uh, vitamin C can be taken internally and that will help with pain. Coconut oil can help with pain. Um, so those are things that will help with pain. So will the MSM and, and these things can help greatly with things like back pain or muscle cramps, et cetera. But just remember, it could be a deficiency of magnesium if you do have like the muscle cramps or tremors or seizures, um, or seizures could also be a deficiency of, of B vitamins too, in addition to the deficiency of magnesium and calcium. Um, affects your magnesium level. And so if you're getting too much and the wrong kinds of calcium, that can cause heart attacks, strokes, all kinds of problems. So, you know, a lot of people think that they need all this calcium and that's not good because it makes their magnesium levels be depleted when they're getting all this calcium and not enough magnesium. So there should be, you know, enough of both of those. And uh, magnesium is a muscle relaxer, and calcium is a muscle contractor. So keep that in mind. So Epsom salt bath and a warm bath, that could help. MSM uh, can be applied topically in like some coconut oil or olive oil, for instance, and rubbed on where the pain is. Um, and that's what I would do. Um, another thing that can help for arthritis and muscle soreness and cramps and things like that is organic raw apple cider vinegar with the mother in the glass bottle. Like Solana Gold is a brand or Bragg is a brand. That, that can be um, diluted in water and then applied to where the muscle cramp is, you know, or the arthritis is, the soreness is, and that should also help. And like a rag could be soaked in it, you know, dipped in the the uh, watered down apple cider vinegar, or you may, you know, choose to use it straight or whatever. But then it can be, say, wrapped around the knee or wherever the cramp is, or the muscle soreness, or the arthritis is. And then, you know, it it could even be just worn overnight. Uh, yeah, plastic garbage bag or something can be put around it so it won't, you know, get all over the bedding and stuff like that. But that could help. Um, the NSM taken internally along with vitamin C taken internally could help. So there's lots of different things that could help. And so in the elderly people who have such cramps during the night or after long periods of inactivity and in athletes after high physical stress, Muscle soreness, leg and back cramps, things like that. MSM has shown, you know, a remarkable ability to help. Okay, so we'll be back and talk more about this and other things to do with your health on the other side. So don't go anywhere.
foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
welcome back to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. It is the second hour of my live show tonight on Monday, April 11th, 2016, and I'm giving you information about MSM, also known as organic sulfur, and this is coming from the MSM Miracle Enhance Your Health with Organic Sulfur, and it was written by Earl Mendel who is also the author of Earl Mendel's Vitamin Bible. He also wrote another, uh, what's called a Keats, K-E-A-T-S, Good Health Guide, like the one I'm holding in my hand. And that one is called Amazing Apple Cider Vinegar. And there's a whole bunch more of these. And I have some more of these Keats Health Guides. I'll probably do some shows about those. I have one on CoQ10, for example, and some others, too. Okay, so I was giving you info about muscle soreness and cramps and arthritis and different things like that. So, um, marathon runners and other athletes who compete or exercise vigorously can learn from trainers of multi-million dollar racehorses. Trainers will administer MSM to their prize horses both before a race to prevent muscle soreness and afterward to lessen the risk of cramping. And they also give them things like liposomal or lipospheric vitamin C as well. And post-athletic fatigue syndrome, which generally follows intense athletic activity and usually persists for 8 to 10 days, was gone in 2 to 3 days in individuals who had taken 1 to 2 grams, which is 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of MSM per day in split dosages for the preceding six months. So, um, you know, when they were fatigued after athletic activity and sore, etc., or intense athletic activity, it usually takes 8 to 10 days for that soreness and things like that to go away, the post-athletic fatigue syndrome, but it was gone in two to three days in individuals who had taken one to two grams, which is equal to 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams of MSM per day in split dosages for the preceding six months. So another thing that can help with that is vitamin C, um, also the magnesium chloride, which they refer to as magnesium oil, even though it's not really oil, it just feels oily, that can be applied um, to wherever, you know, you're sore. You could also soak in an Epsom bath to help alleviate the soreness and pain and muscle cramps and things like that. Um, so there's lots of different things that can be done. The MSM could be applied topically and taken internally as well. And coconut oil is another thing for pain that might help. Or the apple cider vinegar could also help. And if your feet hurt, you know, they could be soaked in the apple cider vinegar. It can be diluted in water, in warm water, and then the feet can be soaked and that should help. Or they could be soaked in the Epsom salt in water, too. could help, you know, if your feet are painful, etc. So... There's lots of things that can be done, but it's just good horse sense to take advantage of the natural preventative benefits that can be derived from MSM. And they give it to the 
the million dollar and multi-million dollar racehorses. So, hey, it must be something good. Uh, they also give them the lipospheric and liposomal vitamin C. So, there's all kinds of discoveries of MSM benefits. And so, we reported how the mighty sulfur supplement MSM is a unique substance with healing properties that only now are beginning to be fully identified. And when, you know, what's making MSM so hot in nutritional circles is that it brings a multitude of exciting health benefits and relief to those suffering from a variety of ailments, but who never had a clue that sulfur possessed such a broad influence in normalizing the functions of the body. Study after study has shown that a low concentration of MSM is associated with tissue and organ malfunction, a heightened susceptibility to disease and adverse physical as well as psychological stress. And every day I hear of more applications for this amazing mineral this MSM, this organic sulfur. Okay, now we're going to talk about diabetes. Diabetes is a condition brought on in part by poor metabolism resulting in excess blood sugar and insufficient production of insulin or cell resistance to insulin. As noted earlier, a deficiency in the sulfur-bearing V, I'm sorry, B as in boy, Vitamin biotin can cause high blood sugar, so that's something to take note of. A deficiency in the sulfur-bearing B vitamin biotin can cause high blood sugar. So this vitamin is a critical part of glucokinase, the enzyme involved in the utilization of the sugar glucose. Sulfur is also a component of insulin the protein hormone secreted by the pancreas that is essential to carbohydrate metabolism. Lack of nutritional sulfur in the diet can result in low insulin production. Of special interest to diabetics is the fact that a diet containing plenty of organic sulfur might enhance the body's ability to produce insulin to the point at which insulin injections can be reduced or stopped altogether. So the organic sulfur could help with that, and so could the B vitamin biotin. So that could help diabetics and help the body's ability to produce insulin. So that's something um, extremely important because the deficiency in the sulfur-bearing B vitamin biotin can cause high blood sugar too. So experts theorize that with diabetes, the cells in the body may have become rigid and impermeable. Consequently, when insulin carries the blood sugar to your cells, it can't be absorbed because the cells you know, it can't get into the cells. They're impermeable and rigid. So the pancreas must then work harder and faster to compensate for the deficiency, but then becomes overworked and stops functioning properly. The blood sugar that is not being used saturates the bloodstream, creating a high level of blood sugar. Studies indicate that taking MSM 
also known as organic sulfur, regularly causes cells to become permeable and the pancreas to return to normal as blood sugar is absorbed through cell walls, balancing the sugar levels. So it helps the cells to, you know, not keep things out that need to go into the cells, but it makes them able to accept what's trying to get into those cells and become permeable instead of, you know, impermeable where nothing can get through to the cells. And that helps to keep the blood sugar normal and absorbed through the cell walls and it balances the sugar levels. Okay, now we're going to move on to talk about the eyes. Think of your eyeball as a balloon full of water, but instead of being rubber, it is a protein membrane. Optical tissue normally allows fluids to flow through the membrane wall, which acts like a filter, cleaning out harmful particles, keeping your eyes clear and your vision good, as it allows nutrients to permeate. So nutrients can get through. But should the membranes become tough like leather, the fluids are trapped and particles begin to accumulate. If this buildup continues, your vision will seem as if you're looking through frosted glass, a condition known as cataracts. Another thing that I know is cataracts can be caused from a deficiency of vitamin C as well. Okay, so when eye drops containing the proper amount of MSM are applied, the membrane becomes permeable, and this has reversed the problem. It is also important that the eye remain flexible so that the muscles can alter its contour and focus as needed. In the event that its membranes and muscles become rigid and tough, the eye will not be able to focus properly, resulting in blurred vision. The MSM in eye drops soothes and softens the membranes, permitting fluids to pass through the optical tissues to stabilize the pressure, repair any damage, clear up red spots and bloodshot vessels, and remove floaters and other particles in the eye. And I would use a, a glass, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's a, it's a little glass thing, it's like a cup, I think it's an eyeglass cup, and it's made of glass, they make them out of plastic, is what I'm saying, they make them out of petrochemicals nowadays, but Dr. Richard Schultz always says to use a glass one, so I know Wendy of Herb Talk Live sells those, and she might have them, and if not, then you might could look online or something, but it's an eyeglass cup, and it's made out of glass, so that's what I would use to you know, do any kind of um, something that you need to put in the eye. And, of course, it's going to be diluted in, like, uh, distilled water would be the best thing to use, whatever is added to to the eyeglass cup. And I know there's there's different herbs out there, too, and there's things like vitamin C and then the MSM that could be could be useful to reverse all these things we talked about, like the cataracts and the floaters, the red spots and damage and bloodshot vessels and to stabilize the pressure. And also vitamin C can help in things like um, stabilizing the pressure 
in the eyes. I have read about that. So in one case, a 15% solution of MSM in isotonic saline was a soothing treatment for the eye following accidental injury due to particulate matter in the eye. In a test with an irritated eye of a rabbit, the eye cleared when treated every hour with a 10% aqueous solution of MSM. Be assured the concentration in the MSM eye drops you get will be sufficient. Follow the instructions on the label. That's what uh, Dr. Earl Mendel writes in this booklet here. The MSM Miracle Enhance Your Health with Organic Sulfur. As noted earlier, the B vitamins in general and the sulfur-related amino acids and compounds are vital to maintaining healthy eyes. Specifically, we've learned that glucosamine is the starting material for the eyes that glutathione promotes good eye health and low levels accompany almost every type of eye disease. And you have to have the MSM, the sulfur, in order to produce the glutathione. So very important. And we also know that people suffering from the eye disease, retinitis pigmentosa, show reduced levels of taurine. T-A-U-R-I-N-E, taurine, within the eye. So they're deficient in taurine, those people that suffer from the eye disease retinitis pigmentosa. So that's something that you might want to look into. Okay, so now we're going to move into talking about stress. So while stress is often considered either a mental or psychological problem, it has very real physical effects. You've heard people attribute stress-related symptoms to nerves and say things like, you're getting on my last nerve and things like that. I say that to myself or to my kitties at times, you know, but um, not really, well, maybe I talk to myself and say it, but anyway, it's kind of funny. But there's no doubt stress usually affects part of the body that are related to the nervous system, particularly through the digestive organs. As we learned earlier, use of MSM can be beneficial in many digestive disorders. So he says, I have a fish story to tell you. One stress study quoted in the literature for MSM involves 50 goldfish in a large aquarium. Half of them were removed and placed in a small aquarium, which was designated as Aquarium A and the other 25 were placed in an identical aquarium designated B. The fish in the A aquarium were fed regular goldfish food, and those in aquarium B received the same food, treated with MSM. The fish in both aquariums were then stressed equally by manipulation of their confinement, movement, and temperature range. By day 10, 11 fish died in Aquarium A, but only one went belly up in the MSM-treated tank. So obviously, MSM is great for stress, and who of us is not under a great deal of stress these days, right? Another thing, vitamin C is depleted from stress, as well as alcohol, sugar, um, carbohydrates, things that turn into sugar and all kind of different things like um, 
let's see, prescription drugs, over-the-counter drugs, birth control pills, steroids, topical steroids, on and on it goes. Stress, all of these things, injuries, exercise, all these things can deplete your vitamin C levels. Oh, smoking, tobacco, that can deplete vitamin C levels and does. Um, so, and then heat depletes vitamin C. Sugar depletes vitamin C. So, lots of things. Alcohol, full of sugar, depletes vitamin C. Okay, we'll be right back and talk a lot more on the other side. So, stick around.
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. It's the last part of my live show tonight on Monday, April 11th, 2016. And you're still listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen and join us in the chat room as well. So we're talking about MSM, and that's also known as organic sulfur, and I'm finishing up the last bit of this little booklet here I have in my hand called The MSM Miracle. Enhance Your Health with Organic Sulfur is the subtitle, and it's by Dr. Earl Mendel, author of Earl Mendel's Vitamin Bible. Okay, so... We've been talking about things like arthritis and muscle soreness and cramps and, um, you know, soreness from exercising and athleticism and things like that and how they give multi-million dollar racehorses the organic sulfur, the MSN. They also give them either lipospheric vitamin C or liposomal vitamin C. And so... You know, it's something very important to them and to us. We talked about things like diabetes and the eyes and MSM drops in the eyes and getting a glass eye cup. Um, Like I said, Wendy Wilson of Herb Talk Live or apothecaryherbs.com may have some available. If not, then she may be able to order one, or you could look online to get that if you're interested. But I know she has some herbal um, eye wash, and she has given some to us, and Frank has used that before. And it does have cayenne in it, and that's something that is very beneficial for the eyes, believe it or not. So if, if you were to ever get pepper sprayed, it could actually be good for your health. It could be good for your eyes. It may not be very pleasant at the time, but hey, it could could help the eyes. Um, so that's something that is good for the eyes. And like I said, cataracts can be caused from a deficiency of vitamin C. That could be one of the problems. And so um, another thing that I know that can be good for the eyes is the organic raw unpasteurized, unfiltered apple cider vinegar with the mother in the glass bottle. And uh, that and other things can be beneficial used as like an eye wash in a glass eye cup with maybe distilled water or something. You know, if if I was going to use water, I would be using distilled water to put in my eye, you know, in the glass eye cup. So Anyway, you might want to look into that, and also we learned that people suffering from the eye disease, retinitis pigmentosa, show reduced levels of taurine within the eye, and B vitamins in general and sulfur-related amino acids and compounds are vital to maintaining healthy eyes. So, there's there's lots of things to do with the eyes um, that we've learned about. And eye drops containing the proper amount of MSM, when those are applied, the cell membranes and things like that, the membrane wall um, in the optical tissue that allows fluids to flow through, they act, it acts like a filter and it cleans out the harmful particles, keeping your eyes clear and your vision good and it allows nutrients to permeate 
but the membranes can become tough like leather and then the fluids are trapped and the particles begin to accumulate. So if the buildup continues, your vision will seem as if you're looking through frosted glass, which is a condition known as cataracts. And people have surgery for cataracts when they could be doing a lot more things instead. You know, there's alternatives to that. My brother actually had a surgery for cataracts and they said it was the worst case they had ever seen. So anyway, um, there's a lot of things that can be done and instead of just going and, and thinking that's the only thing you can do is to have surgery for everything. You know, that's what the allopaths are going to tell you and recommend. They're not going to let you know about all these you know, minerals and vitamins and different things that could help and cayenne herbs and things like that. So vitamin C is good for, um, you know, when there's different eye problems that have to do with pressure and MSM is good for that too. So, okay, and then we talked about stress and remember the goldfish and how they stress them out and they put uh, 25 in one tank and 25 in another and then they were given the regular old goldfish food and uh, half of the goldfish got MSM in their food and of the ones that were stressed out they were all stressed out in both tanks but the one tank where they were stressed out and just given regular old goldfish food with no MSM it caused a lot of them to die in fact after 10 days of this stress 11 fish died out of 25 that's almost half in Aquarium A, but in Aquarium B, only one died that got the MSM in addition to the goldfish food. So that tells you right there, you know, MSM is really important when you're under stress. So is vitamin C, big time. And they work great together. They work better together. They work synergistically together. And that is right from this booklet from Dr. Earl Mendel. He said so. So I know that, you know, true, and that's why... I when I take them, I take them together, and it helps, um, you know, a lot better than just taking them apart from each other. So stress, both physical and psychological, is an unavoidable part of life. We've learned how MSM has proven to be useful in the treatment of a number of physiological problems. And now, evidence suggests that low levels of MSM have been associated with adverse psychological stress as well. For now, we'll just have to wait for even more evidence on this exciting application, but Dr. Mendel recommends beginning your stress control program with 3,000 milligrams of MSM daily. And like I say, vitamin C depletes stress, so does smoking, so does drinking alcohol, so does sugar, so does heat. So do, so do carbs, eating carbs that turn into sugar, which then turn into fat in your body. So, and then prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs and steroids and birth control pills and hormones and so many different things can deplete vitamin C levels. And we need those when we're under stress. We need more vitamin C. And if you add any of those things to that that I just talked about, you know, it means we need even more vitamin C. If we're sick, we need more vitamin C. If we're injured, we need more vitamin C, etc., etc. So, you know, check with your doctor, do the research, make sure that it's okay for you to take vitamin C or to give to your animal, etc. 
Um, but it it is a blood thinner, so keep that in mind and make sure it's okay for you to do so. But MSM and vitamin C will help greatly with stress. Um, and so can things like magnesium. Magnesium can help you to be calm. It can calm you down. So can marijuana. A lot of people may be against marijuana, but I'm I'm not against it. I think it's like the best antidepressant there is. Um, you know, I I don't believe in big pharma and over-the-counter drugs, but um, you know, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, I believe it's a fantastic antidepressant. It just makes you happy. Um, you know, and it's so good for so many health issues, for cancer, you know, and getting rid of that, and well, just tons of things. Different strains of cannabis are good for different things, but it all seems to make people happy, and it's great for pain, it's great for glaucoma, it's great for cancer, it's great for ADHD, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on, and the Bible says every herb-bearing, um, you know, every seed-bearing herb and, and plant, you know, is, is meat for us. And it's put here by our Heavenly Father for us to use. And I do believe that to be the case. So that's another thing that is great for high stress levels is cannabis marijuana. And also, it, it um, from what I've read, can prevent Alzheimer's lung cancer, cancer in general, cancer of the head and neck, uh, cancer of the tongue, anything, you know, lots of different kinds of cancer, and it can get rid of cancer. And like I say, just for the stress in life, you know, it's very calming, and it just, it makes you happy. So, anyway, uh, I would stay away from the, like, uh, synthesized type stuff, you know, that the pharmaceutical corporations put out there to try to duplicate or whatever. They're trying to basically play God, you know, with things like marijuana and take certain things out and, you know, synthesize it and all that garbage. Uh, that's not made by our Heavenly Father and that's not good for us. So I would stick with the the natural stuff, you know, that our Heavenly Father put here for us to use, like the Bible says. Okay, so mental normalcy. Mental normalcy in humans is demonstrated by alertness and an inner calmness that is not subject to sharp mood swings. What literature exists suggests that individuals on MSM generally report increased alertness. And by the way, taking vitamin C can do the same. So can taking coconut oil. I mean, you can feel it. The same thing with cayenne. When you take these things, they make you more alert. And a plateau, a plateau of mood changes and very infrequent depression. So people on MSM generally report increased alertness, a plateau of mood changes, and very infrequent depression. So in other words, it helps to get rid of depression and to make you more alert and to change your mood for the better. So a few subjects taking depression medication observed that MSM relieved their depression within hours rather than days as had been their prior experience with the antidepressant medication. Yeah, antidepressants are just not good. 
they're deadly, they're poison, they're toxic, they're going to kill you. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And no, I don't take them, and no, I won't take them. But I know people that do, and it has wrecked their lives. Okay? So, it's it's something terrible that will change your life for the worse, and it, it's going to kill you in the, in the long run. It may not be, you know, immediate, but it's just like slow suicide. So, same thing with alcoholism, you know. I don't believe in drinking alcohol either. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say ever. I don't drink it personally ever, but, you know, the Bible talks about it and drinking wine and things like that. But it also talks about strong drink and, and how that is not good for people and the body, etc. It's not good for you. And I definitely believe that. So... Students report that while on MSM, their ability to concentrate is enhanced. The most useful application for MSM seen to date in the field of mental normalizing is as an aid to the terminally ill to relieve anxiety and depression. Try up to 9,000 milligrams per day. That's equal to 9 grams a day, according to Dr. Earl Mendel. Then he says to do that to start up to 9,000 milligrams per day, which is 9 grams per day. And, you know, I wouldn't take it all in one dose or anything. I would take it in, you know, at least two doses or even more than two, but no more than... 9,000 milligrams per day to start, he says, although, hey, I take uh, 10,000 milligrams or 10 grams, you know, of organic sulfur MSM, and that's just a typical dosage. You know, a, a teaspoonful at a time is about um, anywhere from 8 to 10 grams per day. Every 12 hours, I, I could take a teaspoon, and it wouldn't harm, harm me in the least. Now, one time I did like seven tablespoons at a time, and I did have what's called a Herxheimer effect, and it caused a lot of toxins to be taken out of my body, and it made me feel a bit sick. So I wouldn't recommend taking a large amount like that at a time. I don't think it really hurt me. It just made me feel a little sick because all these toxins were being removed from my body. And vitamin C removes toxins as well. And... Organic silver and vitamin C and vitamin E and baking soda are all oxygen transporters. So that's a great thing. Okay, so now we'll talk about lung dysfunction. In one study, seven subjects with respiratory deficiency were given MSM to take by mouth. Five had emphysema and two had lung tumors plus fluid accumulation. So that's like... Um, Pneumonia. So before and during the test period at two-week intervals, the five subjects with emphysema were required to walk a measured distance compatible with their physical capabilities. Within four weeks of beginning to take MSM, all emphysema sufferers had at least doubled their walking distance. The two subjects with lung tumors were assessed by attending physicians and nurses and their family as being more alert and with a better attitude than before the test. The lung fluid had disappeared during the first months of the test period. MSM could be introduced into the lungs and bronchial tree 
as a solution in aerosol form. And remember I told you about um, Alan Smith of New Zealand. He had pneumonia in his lungs so bad you couldn't even see them through the, an x-ray. And lipospheric vitamin C healed him of the pneumonia and cancer and swine flu. And they wanted to take him off of the machine that was breathing for him and basically murder him. But vitamin C saved his life. So MSM and vitamin C are great for things like pneumonia and fluid in the lungs, etc. And it's also great for so many other things. I'm going to have to do a little bit more next week because I wasn't able to cover everything. But things like oral hygiene, insects and sunburn, snoring, all kinds of skin problems and issues. Um, it's just there's so many things that MSM is good for. It detoxifies the body. It gets rid of heavy metals. So does vitamin C. Vitamin C gets rid of heavy metals and mercury, for instance. Um, MSM improves the skin health and complexion and flexibility. Strengthens the hair, skin, and nails. I mean, it's good for the hair, skin, and nails and strengthens hair and nails. It accelerates healing. So does vitamin C. And vitamin C um, accelerates wound healing. Both of them increase natural, naturally increase energy. They're anti-inflammatory, get rid of inflammation, get rid of swelling, all kinds of things. And, you know, they'll help your hair to grow. Um, so there's so many things that MSM and vitamin C are good for. And I'll have to get into some more of those next week because it's about time to end my show for the night. So coming up next is the owner and operator and the guy behind the scenes of AVR. He produces all the shows and... You know, he's got his own show coming up next. He's on twice a day with his show, The Frank Report. So stick around for that. Coming up next, Frank Hayes, Francis, I'm sorry, Frank Stefan, Francis Stefan, and he's going to give you a lot of good information, and he's going to have a guest on the second hour, as always. So it's um, Another great show to listen to coming up next live for two hours tonight. Thank you for listening to my show. Hoping it helped you and you learned a lot about MSM and vitamin C and, and lots of other things that I told you about. And I hope you will stock up on these things. Get them while you still can. Put them in your medicine cabinet, you know, and get a whole bunch of them. Because when you can't get them anymore and you need them, you're going to wish you had. And you can always download lots of information. You can save our shows that talk about all these different medicinal things and listen to those, you know, after it hits the fan if you have a way to do so. Um, I hope you can. And, and you can stock up on these things and print out things and download our shows. And I hope that they will be a great help to you all. And I do think it's going to get really, really bad coming up soon, uh, starting sometime probably near the latter part of this year. Um, I don't think Usurper's going anywhere. I think that he's going to probably call for martial law. And they'll stir up the pot, you know. They'll, they'll cause things to happen to where he will act like he has no other choice but to call for martial law. I don't know when that's going to happen. I think it will happen, though. And I think he's going to just stay as the usurper. Never should have been president. Dictator in charge. So, okay, Frank's coming up next. Have a wonderful night. Thank you all for listening.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Monday, April 11, 2016, and it's about, oh, about 10 minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live, 800-932-1980. is the call-in number. And uh, you are free to call in. You will get on the air. And you can also participate through the chat room if you prefer not to call in. That is located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You can also contact me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. My screen name is AVRN Talk. A uh, little uh, note. 
For those of you that are usually listening to Pastor Ernie Sanders on the uh, satellite, you're listening to me instead because the stream from the radio station in Ohio that Pastor Ernie Sanders, uh, his original broadcast comes from, uh, is not streaming. So, you know, we're, we're I'm not working on it. I let them know. I called them up. And they are looking into it, you know. So that's that. And that's what's going on. So, you know, I mean, you can send me emails and ask questions and stuff. But the bottom line is uh, that's the answer, okay? There's nothing, uh, no changes, nothing diabolical or anything like that. It's just a technical issue that, you know, needs to be taken care of. And I have no control over it. So uh, that's where we stand. So... You're stuck with me for right now. All right, let's get to some, uh, you know, it just seems all the time. But you know what? I can't help it. You might say, oh, my gosh, this is so stupid. It's so this, it's so that. I'm so sick of it and everything else. But, hey, it's going on, and it's going to affect all our lives. Now, just because we know about it doesn't mean we don't, doesn't mean we have necessarily any control over it. Okay, but one thing good about knowing what's going on, folks, is as things happen, and you can see, hmm, this is the direction we're going to be going in. This is the likely result of what's happening. You can prepare yourself for what What are you going to do? How are you going to act? What are you going to do? What's your position going to be? Where are you going to stand? Where are you going to draw the line? It's a lot better to know what's going on so you can start thinking about that now before you're put in a position where it's up against the wall, you redneck, you know what? And you got to decide now. People often have regrets when they're put in situations like that where they got to make a decision real fast right now. And it turns out, oops, that wasn't right. That's why it's good to know what's going on. And again, it doesn't mean we have any control over it. All right? I don't ever want you to think that I'm telling you that, well, you know, you need to get out there and vote because we can make a difference. Well, you know what? If you want to get out there and vote, then you should. If you don't want to get out there and vote because you think it's a worthless waste of time, then you shouldn't. It's entirely up to you. The fact is, you know, I mean, in the big picture of things, okay, yeah, if 100 million people get up one day and decide, okay, I've never voted before and I'm voting today and that's that, that could make a difference. Yeah, they might not be able to handle that. But then again, I could just as well say if 100 million people woke up tomorrow and grabbed their gun and decided to walk on down to the county uh, you know, uh, seat and say, you know what, all of you out. We're done with you. We're finished with you. We've had enough of you. We're not having elections. We're not having any uh, trials. We're not doing anything. You're leaving now, one way or another. Sure, that would make a difference, too. But is 100 million people going to get up and do either one of those things? Eh, probably not. So it's just you. And that's really the only thing that you have control over, is what you do, how you act, and how you react. And better to have information, folks. 
So here's some information about what's going on. You know, I've already talked to you about Colorado. What happened this weekend? Colorado pulled just an amazing, just an amazing, just a, I mean, I would say a spit in the face to the American voter, but it's far more than a spit in the face. It's more like a kick in the gonads. You know, I mean, this goes beyond a spit in the face. This is just what they did was just what? No election, no primary, no caucuses, no nothing. The party leaders decided we're giving all the delegates to Cruz, and that's the way it is. Good night, goodbye, have a nice life. And it's just whoa, whoa. Now the Democratic side, we already you know have discussed that. Also, they're a little more. Uh, well, Bernie Sanders has won seven out of the eight states, okay? And yet, some of those states that he actually won by 20%, and he didn't, that's what I'm saying, he didn't just eke out a victory in a lot of these states. He crushed Hillary Clinton. And in a couple of states where he won by over 20%, he got less delegates than she did. Huh? How's that work out, eh? Why do we even bother with these elections if that's how it's going to be? So, Colorado, there's a um, <laughs> a disgruntled Colorado Republican uh, who obviously is a Trump supporter. Um, but here it is, and I'll have to... Uh, edit some of this stuff on the fly because it's not a it's not a very polite email but it's worth it's worth hearing um okay this the, the guy's name is james included is my letter to the colorado gop head and his reply hope this helps expose the diabolical bastard scheming to steal the nomination now, and listen, I, I want you to understand something, folks. I'm also, you know, I I think Ted Cruz is really a slimy liar. I mean, this guy w would be better off being a televangelist, you know, having affairs on the side, having a crazy wife, you know, uh, who works for the central bankers, you know, and, and just lie, 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 cry. Squeeze out a couple of tears. You know, give your opponent $500,000. See, I, I don't see this in the... you got to look this up, folks. Because you're not going to see it on any of the mainstream outlets. Ted Cruz's campaign gave half a million dollars to that Hewlett Packard destroyer. Carly Fiorina, whatever her name is. I, I You know, I say Fiorina because that's what I'm used to saying now. And I don't know if it's right. And I don't really care. You know who I mean. So, Ted Cruz's campaign, because you know, Ted Cruz, did I say Ted Cruz? I meant Raphael. Because that's his name. Raphael. Ted is not his name. That's like if somebody called me Bubba. Yeah. Oh, hey, my name's Francis Stephan, but you know what? I don't know. My friends could call me Bubba. But would I would I become Senator Bubba Stefan? 
Really? Would I? Because that's what Ted is to Raphael, is Bubba, because he ain't no Ted nowhere. Ted ain't his name. Raphael is his name. Is he got some kind of problem with that? Is he ashamed of his heritage? Or is he trying to hide something from us? Hmm? Anyway. See, this is the whole thing with Ted Cruz. I don't care that he's of Cuban descent. But I don't think you ought to lie about it. I don't care even that he had five affairs on his wife with prostitutes. Because, well, you know, he's not running for Pope. Although, given the condition of the Pope, you know, that the Catholic Church has now, I guess he'd be just as good. He's running for president. The thing is, see, him having affairs, okay, you can be, you know, oh, well, that's not moral, that's that's not good, you know, that's, uh, yeah, okay. But unless you're thinking about marrying Raphael, who cares? What I care about is him lying about it. You know when he got caught, the thing to say is, yeah, we've had some problems in our marriage. I had, you know, I, I did a little cheating. And, uh, you know, I, I quit doing that, and uh, we've made up, and uh, obviously we're on the same page together. Any more questions? You know, and that would have killed it. But it's not killed. When the D.C. Madam's phone book gets released, because you, you do realize, right, now, wonder about this, folks. Here's a madam. Okay? A madam means she runs basically a prostitution ring. Okay? She's the pimp, the female pimp, for a bunch of prostitutes. She sets them up with work. She's the brain behind the, uh, well, anyway, you get the point. So... Here's a simple matter of prostitution. Oh, well, she gets caught. She has to go to trial. There's a big deal, and she has to go to jail, and then they kill her. Now, okay, but then the, the lawyer who has all her information and stuff, what does the court do? Puts him on a gag order. Why is that? I mean... Is this some sort of national security thing? Who's boinking who really matters in the uh, big scheme of things? Does it really? No, it doesn't. But what it, what it means is they don't want us to know because some people's careers would come to a screeching, burning fireball of an end. Like the ones that, you know, hey, look, a guy like Bill Clinton... You think that would bother his career? Heck no, man. Everybody knows who Bill Clinton is, and he doesn't even do much of a job trying to hide it. Yeah, 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 whatever. Oh, Bill Clinton was in the book. So what? Yeah, we know about Bill. See, it wouldn't affect dirtbags like Bill Clinton. But little lying scumbags who want to get out there and say, oh, I'm a good family man. Oh, I, my faith is really big. Oh, boy, this and that. And the other thing, wow, okay, gee, five prostitutes. Huh, gee. 
and and then you lied about it some more. See, it's not the actions. It's the lying. That's really, that's the part that bothers me about Ted Cruz, is his propensity to lie. With a smile on his face, with a tear in his eye, with the incredulous, how dare you accuse me, I'm a good Christian man. That's the part that really bugs me, man, is that, like, wait a minute. Why don't you just come clean? Why don't you just tell the truth? He does these slimy things like in Iowa, sends out letters to little old ladies telling them that your neighbors are going to know what you did, how you voted and what you did. You're in big trouble. This is a deficiency notice. Hey, I laugh at stuff like that and crumble it up. But you know what? A lot of people out there get things like these, men, and they, they're worried. They're scared. Oh, my God. Look at this. Ah, it's a deficiency notice. And, hey, it was so bad, the Iowa Secretary of State actually said, this is dirty pool. Then he did the thing with Ben Carson. Oh, he dropped out. When he didn't drop out, because he wanted those votes. And he got them, too, because people believed this lying little dirtbag when he said, oh, well, Ben Carson dropped out, so now you can vote for me. Now he's behind the scenes stealing delegates. I mean, it doesn't stop with this guy. So that's my case against Ted Rafael Cruz. Doesn't make me a Trump supporter, necessarily. But look, if we got to have one of these people, I hope it's Trump. I, I guess that is support, isn't it? So, okay, fine. I can't say I'm enthusiastic, though, all right? He's still a used car salesman. He always will be, but heck, you know, when you've got liars, thieves, and murderers and a used car salesman, well, I guess I'll have to go with the used car salesman, even though I don't trust him much. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, so this guy goes on. I told him I live in Colorado, and I really, though I told him I live in Colorado, I really live in New Jersey, and I'll be voting for Trump on June 7th. It'll be a landslide victory for the Donald here in the Garden State. A friggin' landslide, that's what he wrote. And I'm sure it will be. Uh, Donald Trump, I believe, will do very well in New Jersey and uh, New York. Okay, this is his letter. GOP sellouts and stooges. I guess you haven't learned your lesson. You saw what we did to the state Senate president who betrayed us and voted for the anti-Second Amendment bills. We recalled her. What do you think we will do to you for selling us out and joining the never-Trump cabal? Let me be abundantly clear so there is no mistake. We will burn the whole effing party to the ground on Election Day. We will do one of three things. Stay home. Vote for third-party candidates or cast our lot with the despicable Democrats and destroy the GOP for a generation. See, I don't really see, I don't, I don't really see Republicans doing that. I can see Democrats voting for Trump. I can. I, I mean, hey, face it, folks. Donald Trump is not a 
dyed-in-the-wool conservative, any more than Ronald Reagan was. You know, do you realize how many Democrats voted for Ronald Reagan? That's how he won the election. Because he had some views that were not conservative. That doesn't, I mean, look, man, I, hey, is anybody out there 100% conservative on every single thing there is? I doubt it, man. Anyway, I don't believe that'll happen, but staying home definitely will. Voting for a third party, yeah, that could happen too. I'll tell you what, if Donald Trump doesn't get the nomination and he runs third party, I'll tell you what, I will register to vote and I will vote third party. Oh yeah, I will. I won't bother with the Republicans. I'm I just, you know, sorry. It'll take over a decade to recover from those losses, and I'm talking boycotting the entire Republican ticket. No exceptions. Well, that's what you do when you stay home. So, you now have a choice. Invalidate the caucuses held over the weekend and hold a fair caucus or face our wrath in November. Go ahead. Cross us at your own peril. You know we are pissed off already by the share of votes Donald J. Trump has received in the primary elections until this point. Think long and hard. Ask yourselves, is it worth destroying the entire party for over a decade and suffering a loss from which we may never recover? Or is it better to listen to the voters and not the rhino GOP elites? Signed, a 53-year-old Colorado registered Republican voter and Trump supporter. P.S. I did support Ted Cruz until he screwed Chris McDaniel in Mississippi, sold us out by championing TPP, gave Obama the okay to negotiate with Iran, and began his dishonest campaign for president. Now I wouldn't elect him for dog catcher. You know, I gotta say, when Ted Cruz was standing up in front of the Senate, you know, talking for I don't know how many hours he did, eight, 16, whatever it was, you know, I mean, I thought, man, hey, this guy's doing pretty good. This ain't bad. But he turned out to be a real dirtbag. So here's the guy's reply. Thank you for your note. Go ahead and burn the party down if that's what it takes to put this country on the right track. Then I'm open to anything. What? So here is a Republican leader of Colorado's Republican Party basically saying, go ahead and vote Democrat if that gets us on the right track. They are so... You know why they're scared of Donald Trump? It's not because he wants to build a wall. It's because he is a nationalist. And he's not even a hardcore nationalist. He's just a nationalist, you know, nationalist light. All right? But these people are hardcore globalists. And they can't tolerate a nationalist. You know why? Because nationalism works. Globalism doesn't. It doesn't take a moron to figure out, well, we've been trying this for a long time, and everything's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And here comes somebody with a like an opposite idea. So we try that, and things start getting better, and they would get better. Now, I'm not saying that that would, or, or that even Donald Trump. I'm telling you, nationalism, if we could get a president and a Congress that actually put this nation first, the people of this country first, we would be doing a lot better. 
Who doesn't believe that? I'll tell you who doesn't believe that. The elite don't believe that because it's not true for them. Because what they're doing right now is working out perfectly for them. It's just, gee, the 99.9% of the rest of us just have to be screwed, tattooed, and boink, over the edge of the ship. But that's okay with the globalists. Hey, these are the people that have written it down and got plans to kill seven-eighths of the planet's population. Because you know why? Well, it's just unsustainable to keep you here any longer. What that means is they don't want to share any of the wealth. That's what it means. It's not unsustainable. All right. What happened over the weekend was simple and had no manipulation or underhanded process in it. Ha! The Cruz campaign worked harder than anyone else over a longer period of time, using the process that we have to create a victory for him. Now, wait a minute. Pardon me? What happened over the weekend was simple and had no manipulation or underhanded process to it? Using the process that we have to create a victory for him. He came to Colorado and was the only candidate who did. Gave a great speech and won. I would have been perfectly okay with the result being for Mr. Trump. Had he had his team done the same thing, I will support whoever wins without hesitation. But blaming other people when you don't get what you want is only relevant if you did the work honestly and someone manipulated the process. That didn't happen here. But it did happen there, folks. I think people are upset right now because they either don't know, they don't like the process or don't understand. And I'm one of the people who doesn't like it. It's complicated. Many don't understand why we don't just have national primary across all 50 states in about June. Pick the winner and go about the, you know, go after the Democrats in the general election. Yeah, why don't we? Oh, I know why we don't. Because there'd be no manipulation and underhanded process where the elites could decide things behind the scenes. That's why they don't do it. There are complications to that as well. But it comes down to states' rights and how we pick candidates. We should have a presidential primary, but the legislature eliminated that in 2002 because it cost too much. And that is a limited government move. Really? Uh, this is Colorado. Oh, uh, yeah, let me check the news here. That's right, Colorado has a big windfall of new tax money from marijuana sales. I bet they could have afforded to put on a primary, but they chose not to. Why? Because the elitists in power get to manipulate, monkey this the way it is now to get what they want and screw the voters. Lastly, the one thing I do not get from the Trump supporters who are mad at me right now is why so many believe he isn't going to win. I think Mr. Trump has woken America up, and we should be thankful for that. But why do you think he isn't going to win? He has a big lead, the easiest path to the nomination, a lead in critical states like New York and California, etc. Well, you know what? The guy does have a bit of a point there. I mean, this talk about you know, Trump, you know, having a uh, primary that's, I mean, a uh, convention that's going to be brokered and all that. That's only if he doesn't get to the 1,200 and whatever it is. Nothing says he's not going to do that. Man, let me tell you something. If he takes New York, New Jersey, and California, yeah, you go ahead and stop him. Try. 
You know, they got like hundreds of delegates in both of those states, all three of those states. New Jersey is the most populated state by, uh, you know, population, not not area, and not strict per population. It's uh, per per square mile. You know, so, yeah. But it's things like this, man. People in those states, then, look, if you do support Trump, then you better get out and support him. Because they will try to take this. And if they do, man, it will be the end of the GOP. I really believe that. And I don't think I don't think Republicans are going to go vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But what I do, th- I do think is going to happen is they will stay home. They just will say, screw it. You know what? If you're not going to listen to our votes, then I'm not going to bother voting. I mean, I have felt that way for, uh, gee, I don't know now, since what, 19... When was the last time? 1990? That's exactly how I feel. Why should I bother? Screw you. You don't listen to me. You don't care what I say. You do what you want to do anyway. And even if I do think, whoa, let me vote for that guy. Turns out he's a liar and a thief and he does what he wants and he screws me behind the scenes anyway. So what does it matter who I vote for? I felt that way a long time. Well, guess what? They pull this. Every Well, okay, not every Republican. Only about 40% of the Republicans are going to feel that way. That's enough to destroy a party, and it's certainly not enough to beat Hillary Clinton, even though she's going to have her own losses with Bernie Sanders. And these morons that say, well, you know, uh, Donald Trump's not electable. These are the people that gave you Romney and McCain, right? (laughs) Like, they know who's electable, right? Thing is, Donald Trump is more electable than anybody else the Republicans can put up there. Why? Because, like I say, Trump's not... 100% conservative. And you can say, well, that's a bad thing. That's a terrible thing. That's horrible. We hate everybody who's not conservative all the way. Well, okay, then, fine. But I don't think it's all that bad of a thing. You know, if you're 60% conservative, eh, that's pretty good. I mean, if you really are conservative in those 60%, because a lot of these people like Cruz, they say they're conservative, but they're really not. I mean, you can talk a good game. It's like Ronald Reagan. Do you think he was really conservative? All his speeches said so. They were great speeches. But you know what? That's all they were, were speeches. Look at his rhetoric and look at his policies. They're not the same. So, you know, we don't know that's going to be Trump, too. He could do the same thing. We don't know. But we do know that Cruz will do that. Anyway, we'll take a break a little late. We'll be back in a bit.
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Monday, April 11, 2016. And uh, it's about 8.48 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And you can call in if you want, if that is when it is where you're at. 800-932-1980. Anyhow, um, you can also go to the chat room. TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You'll see the chat link go on in there. You can also contact me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. AVRN Talk is my screen name. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize it, but, gee, I do have friends that call me Bubba. <laughs> uh, one of them just did on the uh, Yahoo Instant Messenger. So, you see, Raphael... That's why they call you Ted. It's like people calling me Bubba. But, you know, I don't think I'd run as Senator Bubba Stefan. I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. Or President Bubba. Wow. Maybe not. Anyhow, look, I was just reading something funny, and I'm not going to read it all to you it, because it's 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 Twitter stuff. <laughs> But, you know, if you get a chance, look this up about Christy Alley. It's funny. Uh, she She's come out and said, hey, okay, that's it. I support Trump, right? I enthusiastically support him. Came out and said that on there. And she's, of course, started getting the, uh, you know, the hate tweets at her from the liberal morons, right? And she, they, they got them listed here, man. I'll tell you what, this, this I don't know this this woman, but it's kind of funny. She's She's got a sense of humor, and she takes these morons down with it. She's not nasty and mean and anything else. She's just funny, but funny in a sarcastic, you're a moron sort of way, and hammers them. And, and it wasn't like one or two, man. They got all over her, you know, washed up, bimbo, sitcom, blah, 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 blah. On and on it went, right? I mean, if Donald Trump would say anything like this, it would be like, oh, my gosh, there he goes again with his misogynistic uh, hate speech for women. <laughs> Are you kidding me? These liberal pukes can call Ali Christie a washed-up bimbo sitcom, you know, from the whenever. Okay. But did she get all mad? she get all butthurt about it? No. She said, thanks. I've always considered myself a, you know, a bimbo, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for the acknowledgement. In other words, I really don't care what you think. See, that's funny. Then we have Donald Trump calling Rosie O'Donnell, who started it with Donald Trump, a pig. And she is a pig. So sorry. You know, the truth hurts. But it's still the truth. Oh, no. No, no, you're a hater. You're a hater for telling the truth. So if you get a chance, go check that out. It's funny. It's funny reading. I'm not going to read it all to you, but it's, it is it is funny. And she's very clever, i got to say, in her responses to a lot of these people. That, uh, I, 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 you know, she handles herself real well uh, by being attacked and insulted. Anyhow, how about this? You like this idea? Michael E. Kraft. Climate change deniers deserve punishment. Uh-oh. 
gee, they're going to get me now because I deny climate. Well, I don't really deny climate change. I just deny man-made climate change. You arrogant sons of... I can't say that on the radio, but I think you know what I mean. Really? Really? Do you think you're just so big and so important and so destructive and so all that that you're really affecting the climate of the earth? (laughs) You are a moron. I would say if we have any kind of climate change at all, it's probably the big burning ball in the sky. Somebody ought to look into that thing and find out what is that. No, no, it's the farting cows in California. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, if the farting, you know, you hear that, right? Oh, we got to do something. We got to do something about these dairies. We got to shut down the dairy industry because all those cows are farting and they're creating climate change. Nobody had much to say about that methane leak down there at the ranch in California that went on for months and months and months and months. Gee, what'd that do to the climate if a bunch of farting dairy cows can change things? Hmm? Oh, that's different. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, most of us recognize the value of science in dealing with complex problems that pose significant risks to public health and well-being. Thus, we expect reputable science to be reported and used in helping us make difficult policy choices, such as what to do about climate change. (laughs) I say we blow up the sun. That'll cool things down Uh, in quick order. So let's just get on with that. Let's, Let's do something about that sun. Let's blow that sucker out of the sky. Come on! Scientific findings and associated uncertainties should be scrutinized carefully and debated vigorously within the scientific community and among the public. Uh Uh-huh. Unless, of course, you disagree with the elitist. Then you must be shut up. However, denying the best scientific evidence we have is neither smart nor safe. It could lead to greater societal harm than if we had taken sensible action when reliable knowledge was first available But you see, the reliable knowledge that these people are saying are all lies. Folks, let me tell you, it's the greatest and easiest to understand example, and there's a lot more of them that I'm not going to get into, because climate change really isn't my thing. To me, it's a ridiculous bunch of nonsense, really, to, to worry about. Uh, nobody wants to pollute the water, pollute the air, pollute anything, you know? I'm Well, I mean, actually, there are people that want to, but anybody with any sense doesn't want to do that. But anybody who thinks that we are affecting the Earth, hey, maybe if we get the uh, Hedron Collider going, we could do something like uh, maybe create a black hole and have the whole Earth get sucked through it. Maybe we could do something like that. But farting cows and lawnmowers running on gasoline, I don't think, is really doing it. Do you? Do you? Now, let me give you an example of how you can take the best science and pervert it to your own theory. Al Gore did it. His hockey sticks, right? His graph, you know, oh, see here? Yeah, see here, what he was pointing out was, you see here how when carbon dioxide rises, 
here we have the statistics and the uh, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Okay, yeah, well, CO2's gone up. Well, you can see right there, the temperature follows. Well, okay. Now, you know what? Science does show that CO2 and temperature both do, they're tied together. They both go up. They both go down together. What Al Gore did, though, was suggest that CO2 first went up and then the temperature went up after that, therefore creating the so-called evidence that more CO2 meant higher temperatures. Okay, well, well, if that was true, that would make sense. But see, here's the problem. It wasn't true. That's the problem. See, he gets a slick movie going, gets up there, goes around the country making speeches and tours and peddling this garbage, and everybody hears that. Nobody really hears the back story where, oh, but wait a minute, the data, you know, the data that Al is relying on is actually reversed. Yeah. Oh, what it means is first the temperature goes up which creates more CO2, not the other way around. It is not CO2 creating a temperature change. It's the temperature change creating more or less CO2. Well, gee, the second one makes a lot more sense. That big burning ball in the sky again, dang it. That thing just keeps, you know, hey, if it wants to get hotter, our temperatures go up. If it wants to cool down a little, our temperatures go down. <clears throat> I think we should blow that thing out of the sky. What do you say? Come on. Who's with me here? Insane. Out of uh, Unbelievable. Now, this guy, he says, oh, yeah, they should be punished. And they want to tie the tobacco lawsuits to what they've done here. Man, oh, man. In addition, well, is there a parallel to current controversies over climate uh, change science? Some members of Congress say there is. Members of Congress have asked the Justice Department to pursue charges under RICO against major fossil fuel companies for knowingly deceiving the public and investors about the dangers of climate change when their own studies showed the reality of the threat. Under questioning by Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, <laughs> Rhode Island, Attorney General Loretta Lynch revealed she has referred the matter to the Federal Bureau of Investigation for study. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton runs free. But we're going to investigate climate change deniers who should go to jail. But Hillary Clinton gets to walk free. Is this a great country or what? Well, I'd have to vote for the or what portion of that but doesn't matter i'm out of time for this hour i'll be back here in about i don't know five minutes or so and we'll have uh dean lauren with us so everybody stay right where you're at if you can and if you can't thanks for listening
Space Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, welcome back to those of you joining from the first hour, and welcome to all of you just joining in now. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is still Monday, 11 uh, of April, 2016, and it is about 10 minutes after 9 p.m., and yes, that is the second hour on Monday evenings. You can participate in the show by going to our chat room located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You'll see the chat link. Just go on in there, and uh, it's it's easy. Just click on it. It's simple. You can also contact me directly through Yahoo Instant Messenger. AVRN Talk is the screen name. It is Monday night. This is the second hour, and that means we have a co-host. And the co-host is Dean Lauren, and he is coming to us live from New York City. Welcome, Dean. Well, thank you, Frank. How am I coming in? What? 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 Oh, I'm just kidding. You're fine. Okay, so I have to ask that magical question. Are you thinking of committing suicide by hanging yourself from that knotty pine tree? No, but I've had thoughts of killing some other people recently. <laughs> does, does that count? It does, because tonight's show is about a murder that took place today around... Today? I think 4 o'clock. Today? Yes. 4 o'clock your time? 4 o'clock our time. Mm, so James that, Murphy so was murdered today after having coffee with James Dunn in Greenpoint, New York at the Triple Decker Diner. Wow. So who who are these people? James Dunn. James Why does Dunn that name was, sound familiar? James Dunn was the victim of the heroin Yemi, a uh, Yemen heroin cartel in Brooklyn. He was stabbed uh, multiple times by Farish Krishi and Ibrahim uh, Kwishi, the sons of the drug lord Mohammed Kwishi, who, while he was on an FBI alert, was able to flee the country with over $10 million in cash on a plane out of JFK. And these are his kids? Yeah, those were the kids that stabbed James Dunn, and then they hid in the mosque at 602 Leonard Street, where the blind sheik was, and that was tied to uh, the uh, 9-11 incident. Now, wait a minute. That was today? James Murphy died. Oh, okay. Okay. He was murdered. So James Dunn was, had left the diner, and five to ten minutes later, the cops come up to him in a car from the 94th Precinct. So we know the hit on James Murphy's killing was by Captain Peter R. Rose, formerly of the 77th Precinct in Crown Heights. And they said, hey, James, you seen what's James Murphy up to lately? And he goes, I don't know. I was just with him 10 minutes ago. And he goes, they say he's not going to be up to anything anymore. He's dead. Sending him a message, because this is what's on tonight, about 
the big NYPD Hasidim bus in Williamsburg that are going to take Charles Schumer down for being connected with the biggest heroin cartel on the East Coast. Now, the rule is, folks, when the cops murder somebody, it's like crossing the Rubicon because of the paperwork. And the chances of getting caught are highly raised. Now, on April 13th, this Wednesday, Sheldon Silver, one of the men who has been controlling the heroin cartel in New York, is being sentenced by Judge Caproni in federal court. And I want to, uh, let's see, where do I have that paper? Because I, I, I thought I don't know, I but what do you what do you figure is going to be the sentence? Just a guess, shot in the dark from your legal experience and uh, dealing in New York. What do you think? Uh, what are they going to hit him with a big probation of uh, six months or something or what? Okay, so this is from 1994. Sheldon Silver's career has blossomed in the assembly where he became a speaker last week. He says, "I have my roots in the court." A former law secretary who served in the first centralized narcotics part in Manhattan in the 1970s. <laughs> he comes from narcotics. I'm shocked. Now, it turns out that the judge, uh, Valerie Caproni, in federal court, he gave her her first job. <laughs> At the Economic Development oh, okay. Corporation. She didn't think I was going to uh, uh, find that out. So let me read what I wrote to, wrote to Judge Valerie Caproni. I said, Dear Judge Valerie Caproni, I wrote a letter to her. Mm -hmm. Attached letter recommendation for Sheldon Silver to receive the full jail term for actions involving his wife, Rosa Silver, and the Madoff real estate Ponzi scheme involving Glenwood Management, Anthony Shoris, and the Haglers. Shlomo, your favorite. Love that name. With regards to Manhattan surrogate Rita Maya and the Madoff trust and estate Ponzi scheme, Shelley Silver's incarceration would give surrogate Maya freedom from political Madoff struck and struck pressure. Struck and struck is a law firm which packed the courts in the Second Circuit and in the Supreme Court of New York. So all the judges are owned by the heroin cartel. Indeed, 30 years and no trust creation, yet Build For makes quite an argument for Maya's extortion at Judge Roth's criminality. With regard to Mohammed Kwishi, 87 Norman Avenue, Greenpoint, Yemen, the Saleh heroin drug cartel, and 45 Rutgers House on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and your former criminal chief directorship in the Eastern District of New York, I take no position. So not only did Sheldon give her her first job, but the struck and struck boys maneuvered her to become the criminal chief director of the Eastern District of New York's federal prosecutors. Now... I, I've got a little question here. She's the judge 
in in Sheldon Silver's case, correct? Yes. Okay, didn't any prosecutor or, well, prosecutor, I guess because the defense attorney would figure this is a great thing, but, I mean, didn't the prosecutor bother to say, uh, gee, there could be a conflict of interest here, seeing as how this was your sugar daddy who gave you your first big job, uh, maybe we'd like another judge. You forget, Preet Bahara was Charles Schumer's lapdog. He was his counsel, special counsel, when he was senator. Before Preet was nominated by Sheldon uh, uh, Charles Schumer to be the uh, Southern District of New York uh, attorney, federal attorney. All right, so he comes directly from Charles Schumer, and Charles Schumer is getting all his PAC money through the heroin cartel. So this that is the prosecutor? Yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Well. He's Shelly, I mean, he's Charles Schumer's boy. So I wrote to Valerie, so this is the, the letter I attached, right? So basically I'm telling the judge, yeah, I know you were involved with the Mohammed Quishi heroin ring. And now King, King Salman bin Abdulaziz Assad knows. And so does President Xi Jinping. Okay? I said, with regards to Trump University and Eric Schneiderman's failure to prosecute 10,000 unlicensed teachers being paid as full-time teachers with 25 years of experience, and Rosa Silver being one of them, I take a position. Okay. So this is why James Murphy was murdered today. Because the first thing Valerie Caproni did when she got off that, when she received my email, was she got on the phone with the Eastern District of New York prosecutors and said, this guy knows everything about the heroin. He knows all about the heroin that is being pushed through the different precincts. The 94th with Captain Peter R. Rose. The 90th with Captain William Gardner. The 71st with Captain Norman Grandstaff. The 79th with uh, John Shell, Captain John Shell. The uh, Fitzgibbon in Brooklyn South Narcotics. 75th with Lefty and 73rd with Deputy Inspector Eddie Lott. All moving heroin with Jerry Aiello, Brooklyn DA. Through the housing projects. This is why David Cologne, who is chief second in command of the NYPD Brooklyn Housing Bureau, was ordered transferred and is under a possible indictment now for uh, whatever they're going to say in the fraud, as well as Michael Millicy. Okay. Community affairs detective, 66th precinct in Borough Park. I've got a question. Seeing as how Senator Hillary Clinton was from New York, the senator, one of the senators from New York, I figure that she has to know some of these people from the Second Circuit. Yeah. Why do you think they're all being busted now out of a 10-year investigation? She took money while she was 
uh, her husband was president. She took money while she was a senator. And it's all going to Panamanian and Israeli corporations. Well, I guess I guess the question is, these Panama Papers, once you know somebody of some integrity gets through those papers, is, is Hillary's name going to come up? Big time. The money that flows through her, her PACs that are supplying her campaign and the library. Oh, and not only her campaign. Let's not forget, Hillary Clinton basically purchased the Democratic National Committee. Exactly. Okay, I mean, and I'm not... Stolen Madoff money and heroin money. Yeah, and this wasn't even a behind-the-scenes sneaky little, uh, you know... No, 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 the DNC said, oh my gosh, we're out of money, and Hillary Clinton came to the rescue and transferred money from her campaign to the DNC. Well, now you know what? You work for who pays you. So, Bernie, right. this is why you can beat Hillary by 20%, and still... She'll get more delegates than you. So after the break, we are going to discuss how Nelson Rockefeller not only mortgaged the federal government and then mortgaged New York State, but then put in Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is the springform platform from what was put in in 1953 in PAGCO. The president's advisory uh, uh, on government uh, organization. I think it's the president advisory commission on governmental organization, the reorganization. So in 1953, they mortgaged the United States with oil bonds, oil futures, oil derivatives, standard oil, (laughs) BP, Royal Dutch Shell. Then, in 1983, they mortgaged the country on fracking derivatives. And then in 1993, they introduced Agenda 21 to extend the omnibus crime bill that Bill Clinton is simultaneously passing in '94. So what they're trying to do is it's a four-part plan, which we'll discuss after the hour. And so, folks, this is about heroin. We are dealing about a, a major cartel that's supplying the whole East Coast, probably all the way to St. Louis. And they probably supply the heroin coming across the Texas border into Ted Cruz. Now, I only have to say Mena Airport. And you know that's where the heroin and the cocaine was coming in to the Clintons. So what we're looking at is that Rockefeller, and we'll discuss this fully on the second half, was not introducing a, not only a governmental reorganization, but a racketeering organization for drugs. A drug cartel. Exactly, folks. That's exactly the model that these multinational one world government is based on. It's a drug cartel. And so tonight's song I'm going to dedicate to James Murphy. Because 
he died because of the heroin. But I also want to dedicate to this to all the Vietnam boys, and I guess to all the Afghanistan and Iraq soldiers and veterans out there who uh, died because of the heroin and the uranium mining in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, 60 Minutes comes out with this, oh, let's name the Saudis. Well, let's put it this way. The Holocaust lawsuits, which were funneled from into these heroin cartel people for real estate, were secret. The payouts were secret from the Holocaust payouts. If the Holocaust payouts and the Madoff payouts in the bankruptcy are also, which were also secret, are made public, the American public is going to see all that money going into the heroin cartel people including Fred Wilpon, and going straight back into Hillary Clinton. They're going to see the purchase of a, a district attorneys, attorney generals across the nation in this heroin cartel, this, quote, Big Brother. So Big Brother is nothing than a drug cartel. It kind of makes sense, right, Frank? Well, yeah, and we'll go through the, the key dates. We'll talk about who's involved. And so tonight, we dedicate this song to James Murphy, whose life was ended today by Captain Peter Rose of the 94th Precinct in Greenpoint. Well, let me ask you something before we go to break. Is he going to be charged? They can't even find the records where James Dunn was arrested in front of a crowd of people and brought into the uh, front, you know, where the, the, the booking guy is, mm. and then handcuffed and then beaten. And then, of course, James went to the hospital because I think he had a fractured head, concussion. And uh, the hospital documents it. They've got all these Hasidim mafia kids running around beating up people in Greenpoint and Williamsburg, Bed-Stuy and all over, and there are no records of any of these beatings because the, the victims are then harassed. And these are the captains that are covering it up, which okay. is why somebody in the federal government is now exposing it. Hmm. Well, that'd be interesting to find out who that might be. Yes, and we'll talk about it after the hour. So this is for James Murphy. Little sisters of the sun Lit candles in the rain Fed the world on oats and raisins Candles in the rain Lit the fire to the soul Who never knew its friend May Baba lives again, candles in the rain. To be there with, to remember, so lay it down again. Oh, lay it down, lay it down, lay it down again. Men can live as brothers, candles in the rain.
Music time's over. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence. Donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316-619-4886. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Monday, April 11, 2016, about 9.39 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. You can participate in the show by going to the chat room, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, where I am uh, shocked that uh, actually the people in the chat room knew who Dean's artist was there. Anyway, speaking of Dean, let's bring Dean back. Welcome back, Dean. Well, thank you, Frank. And uh, that was Melanie singing Candle. See, they knew that. That was live from Woodstock. Oh, I don't think they knew that, but they did know who it was. And uh, once they mentioned who it was, I actually knew a song that she did, uh, that I got a brand new pair of roller skates. Yeah, that's, that's the only favorite. thing I know about her. Right. And uh <laughs> Hey, that was a happy song. Come on. Yeah, and what's your song? Oh. Well, that was Ringo Starr. Oh, really? Buku's the Blues. It sounded a little bit like Roy Orbison, but you know, he didn't hit that whang, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, He's just Ringo, you know. I mean, he did the best he could. He was my favorite Beatle. Okay. So, now Sheldon Silver gets Oh, wait. Sent- Wait, wait, wait. Before we yep. go on, I have to scroll up here. Somebody had a good question, and because you you kind of put out a lot of information, okay? So people get left behind, and and we need to catch up here a little bit. Uh, here it is. Okay. So this is the question from the chat room. So James Murphy was knifed to death because he turned state's witness or something. I might have missed it. Sorry. So why was James Murphy executed, murdered? Because I wrote to the judge for Sheldon Silver's sentencing. And in my email to her, I said, with regard to the Mohammed Quishi, 87 Norman Avenue, Greenpoint, Yemen, Saleh, as in President Saleh of Yemen, heroin drug cartel, 
and 45 Rutgers House, Lower East Side, which is where they sold the heroin in Shelley's district right next to one police plaza, and your formal criminal chief directorship in the EDNY, which is the Eastern District of New York in Brooklyn, I take no position. Basically, I outed her, saying that I know that you covered up the heroin cartel that runs through Shelley's district, and he's the head of it. I'm not taking a position on that. What I am taking on a position is that his wife's a no-show teacher and that uh, there were 10,000 unlicensed teachers. So they killed this guy, Murphy, because you wrote that letter? Yes, they did. They okay. sent James Dan a message. Okay, okay. Now, wait a minute. See, this is kind of convoluted, and I, I get that people don't understand it uh, unless I. we go through it a little slow here. So you wrote this letter outing her for the heroin business down there, and saying, look, and saying, look, I don't really care about that. My issue is this, but I'm just letting you know I know about that, too. So yeah. they decided to kill Murphy, not so much for him, but to send a message to Dunn. Correct. Okay, I'm following along. but Now they know. know James will call me right away. Okay. All right. So the message is basically, we'll take you down. Because why would the cops pull up in their cruiser and say to James, hey, James Murphy, because where is he? He's, I just had coffee with him. and says, not anymore. He's dead. Meaning, baby, you're next on the list. Yep. Okay. You can't get any plainer, folks, when these cops that are running the heroin... See, they're pretty pissed that all that this is go being highlighted. Now, all the cops in the housing, we, you know, we have projects, and that, that's what we call the housing right. in New York City. So whenever you hear the term housing, it's those uh, poor people projects basically filled with blacks and Puerto Ricans and pe Dominicans. People have no idea who don't, who don't live in a in well new york basically maybe chicago's got similar projects but i'll tell you what the projects in new york are are really something to see because i mean most people who live, are out there are living in cities or towns or whatever that these projects by themselves are twice as many people as you got living in your whole county exactly we got about a million people poor people on Welfare living in the projects. About a million. What are they, like, uh, what, 40 stories tall? Yep. And there's about 14 of them. In, there's like 14 in Manhattan. There's about 15 in Brooklyn, 15 in Queens, and about uh, 14 in Staten Island. And there's a few in uh, uh, a lot in Bronx, the South Bronx. Yeah, they're, so, they're amazing. What so. these guys do is they bring in the heroin. Now, Scadden Arps was the law firm that organized the heroin coming into JFK. Scadden Arps. The full name was Scadden Arps, Meager, Flom, and something else. And I believe it was Flom who was the former general counsel for the airport. So he hooked up the heroin.
And then that's how they kept bringing it in. Now, now I understand that your favorite attorney general of Chicago, Lisa Madigan, has been given immigrants fake U.S. American driver's license so that they can buy homes in New York State. They got caught red-handed. Now, these same immigrants are sending back $10,000 each month overseas to their families you know, and to the brokers. Now, now, let's just stop for a second and be topical with things that people have seen in the news. Do you believe now that because Donald Trump has just recently, now he's been saying for months that, hey, we're going to get Mexico to pay for this, but he's actually come out and say, well, okay, fine, here's how remittances. That's exactly what you're talking about. $10,000 going back home to wherever home is from here. That's right. He's saying, oh, we're going to end that. We're going to start taxing that. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're sewing it into the clothes and sending the clothes back. As poor, you know, you know how people send families their clothes overseas? Sure. So they sew the money into the clothes. So let's talk about PACCO, the President's Advisory Commission on Governmental Organization of 1953 by Nelson Rockefeller. And by the way, Sheldon Silver is, let's see, what did they say he is? He is um, the first pro-death penalty speaker in New York's memory. So we got somebody who set up the whole, the whole Rockefeller drug laws, enforced them through the assembly, helped build the prisons, sent all the black and Puerto Ricans to the prisons, and didn't give them textbooks, had his wife as a no-show teacher, was shaking down everybody, and that's the man who's getting sentenced on Wednesday. Well, The man who's pro... Death. Well, let me ask you something, Dean. Now, because uh, I don't know the, the the public sentiment in New York about this. Is this a well-known case? Is this known among the average people? Is there going to Absolutely. be... Absolutely. Everybody in New York is on pins and needles because if he does jail time, it will demonstrate that Obama has turned around the country. And if he doesn't? It'll be the same old stuff that Hillary Clinton will come in and she'll just steal everything with Chuck Schumer. Well, and that's, that, that, that was going to be my question. Now, okay, so everybody knows about this in well, New that's York. that's my answer. Is there going to be is there gonna be some serious outrage if this guy only gets, like, probation? Yep. Uh, not not really, because people in New York are so used to the same song on dance. If he goes down, though, you could say there's probably about an 89% chance Hillary will be indicted by the FBI for the heroin. Well, then let's all pray for jail time for Sheldon Silver. You got it, folks, because that's her money, man. And if he goes down to jail time, he's seriously going to dent, and she's got to kill him because he may rat her out. 
Well, you know, jail's a rough place. Bad things happen to people there. And uh, what what better place for oh, a terrible tragedy? Well, they already arrested his son, and he's doing jail time. So they would just kill his firstborn. That's what organized crime does. They kill your firstborn. That's when you know you're being snuffed out. It's not a suicide. Yeah. Well, I so don't know how wise that is. they start killing all his family. Like they did Bernie Madoff. Well, that's true. They did, didn't they? Now, did uh, yeah, of course they did. Now, before I give you these dates, I just want to bring up the fact that there is a watch list put out by the FBI for American U.S. citizens <laughs> that are suspected of terrorism. So that if you go into a U.S. court, you're immediately dogged by the marshals. Now, do you know that that list is secret? Now, they got U.S. citizens on this list that are identified as terrorists, associated with terrorists, enough to be escorted by marshals in the U.S. attorney's office. I mean, the U.S. courts. Don't you think that list should be made public? Don't you think it should be posted in the post office? Well, at least the people on it should be notified that, listen, we know about you. We're watching you. You know, and here it is. Something. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. And, and if you well, wait a minute now. How, you need to contact us. Now, listen, how secret is this? It's like, hey, let's just say I decide tomorrow to call up the FBI and say, hey, listen, this is who I am. I want to know if you've got me on any of your stinking lists. Are they going to tell me? Or are they going to say, pound Sam Pally, we're not telling you nothing? We're not going to tell you nothing. I see. But you see, that's affecting a lot of criminal cases going across the country. Oh, I because can imagine. a lot of these people are put on the list as retaliation by district attorneys and prosecutors. If you file a complaint against a judge or you go to a federal grand jury exerting your rights or you report some organized crime figure and out somebody, your name's going on that list. But, gee, Dean, how many spaces are you taking up on this list exactly? You know what? (laughs) I don't give a flying... We, I get the picture. Just let's keep it at flying. Right. Well, when I walk in the court, I don't get escorted, so I don't think I'm on the list. How'd that maybe happen? Maybe they don't recognize me. Maybe but they're not going to bother Raiden putting is. you on a list. They're just going to, Lydia you know. Raiden is, and I saw her beat down by the guy, and he did it right when she was going to leave the court. So now we know it was a hit because they did it to somebody else. What they do is when they get you on this list, then they send in a fake marshal or a hit guy that as you go into the court, then as you're going down this, the elevator without a camera, then you're assaulted and they say you assaulted them. Well, yeah, Who cops do that all no the time. Cops do that all the time, man. I mean, they, that's... Well, well, now we got the marshals, the federal marshals doing it. And I'd like to say to my nigger in the White House, Obama, It's about if you're going to put anything out there in the public, let's say any type of list that you want to remove confidentiality, you should do it about U.S. citizens 
that have been outed to be alleged terrorists so that they can say, that's, didn't you know I'm suing this person? This is a retaliation act. Mm -hmm. That person should be fired for abusing their federal privileges. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, that look, this this terrorist thing is just another type of IRS audit. You know, no, it's an agenda twenty one extension of the PAGCO rules. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying Dean, Dean, what I'm saying is people are investigated by the IRS as retaliatory measures against their political views all the time and it's been done for a long time and everybody it's like common knowledge even though it's completely illegal. You know what? That was reorganized under Rockefeller as well. So now let's go back and look at what Rockefeller did in 1953 and in 1983. Now he dies in 79, but they but his family refinances everything in 83 with with the fracking. Now Agenda 21 and the Om, Omnibus Crime Bill go down in 93, 94. That's the Clinton. Let's throw him in prison. And, oh, yeah, President Clinton's real sorry. He goes, but they say, oh, but there were more people already coming into prison when I took presidency. No, you just made it more possible to fund these fusion groups so it could continue. And they could fill the every time there's an empty bed, they could haul in a student. Well, let me ask you something, Dean, now, because I'm pretty isolated. I live in a fairly conservative area, and I don't know many people that are going to vote for Hillary Clinton no matter what. But you live in a much different area, uh, especially with the black community. Do these people not realize that the Clintons did, I mean, Bill Clinton apologized, you know, in a way, kind of, for it, but I mean, don't they realize that these are the people that put you basically in the bad, you know, everybody's in prison situation that you're experiencing now, and you're going to even consider voting for her? Let me get this right to all my niggers in America. They dumped the drugs into your communities, they built the prisons and put your men in there, and you still want to vote for them? You're so stupid. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, this is what I'm asking, though, because I don't, I don't get out much. Actually, and you do. do you know, are they realizing it? Are any of these people realizing it, Dean? Of course, everybody, all the blacks realize it. Okay. But well. the thing is, they go in and change the votes at 5:30, as soon as the sun goes down, so that even if, come on, when Obama ran as president in Harlem, he got zero votes. Hillary Clinton got 100% of the vote in Harlem. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what's funny? Then, what's funny about that, Frank? Well, what's funny about it is, okay, obviously there's something funny going on, but then Obama becomes the nominee, we go to the general election, and the exact same thing happens in Philadelphia where Mitt Romney got zero. Nobody in the whole city of Philadelphia voted for him. That's wrong. There had to be a thousand Republicans. But they said, nope, not one. Nobody. 
Nobody voted. 100% for Obama. Nobody in Philadelphia voted for Mitt Romney. Obviously. Philadelphia is the other drug city. (laughs) They have one of the... Okay, it's Boston, New York, and Philadelphia. Miami, yeah, but they're so spread out. You know, it's when you got this concentration of inner city people. Oh, man, when you, well, like I say, you know, these projects, man, you have just one of those projects, and you've got a customer base that will make you a multimillionaire. That's what made Jay-Z the man he is today. He admits he sold crack in the projects. He said, he, I mean, how could people even, like, support it? Oh, the gangster, huh? Yeah. He turned your sister into a hooker. A prostitute. He tore your family apart. But yeah, I'm gonna buy his music. Hey, he and turned Beyonce into a hooker too. Owned by the know. Russian mob. Oh, say that again. Beyonce is now owned by the Russian mob. Okay. Yeah, See? that's why she's throwing her your titas around now. Because she's she's basically a sex symbol now. She's. I bet you he farms her out to the Russians. Well, I wouldn't doubt it from him. I mean, that guy's you know, kind, of a a dirt, pimp. kind of a dirtbag, you know? I He's mean, a dirtbag. But, crack. hey, what about now? You mentioned Philadelphia. I, I know of a place that I see because I thought everybody left Philadelphia to go buy dope in Camden. Because <laughs> that, I don't know, man. I, I've been a lot of cesspools in this country, but Camden rank, ranks right up there with uh, uh, any of them, man. That is one nasty, ugly, horrible place. Now they deliver right to your door. Ah. Now, folks, you know, this 9-11 thing, you know, they, they now use the drones to bring in the heroin right off the tankers from Nigeria. You know, the, the underwater t- uh, drones, they just take the dope, throw it over the side of the boat. And then this little submersible drags it underwater to the, the, the yacht that's waiting for it. And they bring it in through the airport as well, JFK. I think it's Hangar 104. And um, it's the old one where the Pan Am Lufthansa heist was. There's, they have one hangar designated for all the, the cargo coming in. And, you know, 9-11, the planes. Now, everybody knows what drones are. Well, in 1998, they had remote-controlled 757. Dean, we are out of fly across the transatlantic. In fact, that's the Air Force One movie with uh, Harrison Ford, where he's kidnapped and the plane is put on remote control. Now everybody knows that's common sense. In fact, there's a dead switch uh, when pilots are not on their hands on the wheel. Dean, we're out of time. We're past time. We're out of time. Okay. So is Chuck Schumer. See you next week. All right. We'll see you next week, Dean. We'll see all you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, folks. Kind of pretty. Got another verse to it? Yeah. Go ahead. Sing it. Whatever you say, John.
Music time's over. heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Kind of pretty. tragedy, one crime, tells us how a whole system works behind its democratic facade and helps us understand how much of the world is run for the benefit of the powerful and how governments often justify their actions with lies. The film you're about to see is a shocking, almost incredible story. A government calling itself civilized, tricked and expelled its most vulnerable citizens so that it could give their homeland to a foreign power for a military base. This was all done in high secrecy and this same government and its successors then watched its citizens starve to death. It watched them despair and take their own lives while at the same time ministers and their officials mounted a campaign of deception that went all the way up to the Prime Minister. That government was a British government whose policies are continued today. This report is about a faraway people most of you will have never heard of, and yet the lies covering the injustice done to them will be all too familiar. Garcia, the main island of the Chagos group in the Indian Ocean. It was once a phenomenon of natural beauty and peace, a paradise. Today it is one of America's biggest military bases in the world. There are more than 2,000 troops, two bomber runways, 30 warships and a satellite spy station. B-1 and B-52 long-range bombers extended their reach from the British base at Diego Garcia in the Indian Ocean. From here, the United States has attacked Afghanistan and Iraq. The Pentagon calls it an indispensable platform for policing the world.
Antigua Garcia is a British colony. It lies midway between Africa and Asia, one of a group of unique coral islands. This is rare film taken by missionaries before the Americans came in the 1960s. 2,000 people lived in the Chagos Islands, a gentle Creole population originally from Africa and India, whose communities dated back to the late 18th century. There were thriving villages, a school, a hospital, a jail, a church, a railway, and above all, a benign, undisturbed way of life. Unknown to the islanders, all this was about to end. A conspiracy was underway between the governments of Britain and the United States. The year is 1961. In this film, never seen before, the man on the right is Rear Admiral Grantham of the US Navy. His visit to Diego Garcia marked the beginning of a top-secret Anglo-American survey of the island for a military base so vast that it would cost over a billion dollars. The Chagos Islands were then governed from Mauritius, a thousand miles away. When Mauritius got its independence from Britain in 1968, it was on condition that it would lay no claim to the Chagos Islands. Hidden from Parliament and the US Congress, the deal was this. The Americans wanted the island, in their words, swept and sanitized. An entire population was declared expendable. All of them were to be deported. The British and American authorities implemented a policy decision that was aimed at depriving that community in the Chagos from basic supplies. No milk, no dairy products, no oil, no sugar, no salt, no medication, no more of the things you use in life. The effect of the policy was to terrify many of them into leaving. They were also told their islands might be bombed. In the spring of 1971, Sir Bruce Greatbatch, KCVO, CMG, MBE, Governor of the Seychelles, gave the order that all the dogs on Diego Garcia were to be killed. These were much-loved pets, and the horror of their killing was taken as a warning by the islanders. 
Almost a thousand pets were rounded up and gassed using the exhaust fumes from American military vehicles. I mean, the relationship with our pets should be the same, whether you are Sagosian or whether you are British. And, uh, uh, and uh, they, they were absolutely destroyed by the fate reserved to their dogs. And, and many of them told me in no, in no uncertain words they were taught that. Any objection to the depopulation, they would suffer the same fate. Perhaps the lowest trick was that those islanders needing to go to Mauritius were prevented from returning home. The remaining population was summoned to the administrator's office and told that their homeland had been sold and that those who remained will be loaded onto ships and expelled. In this photograph, people are standing in silence, stunned. They were forced onto this vessel, the SS Nordwehr. They were allowed to take only one suitcase. Sir Bruce Greatbatch insisted that the horses took pride of place on deck. The women and children were made to sleep in the hold on a cargo of bird fertilizer, bird shit. The first port of call was the Seychelles, where they were herded from the boat. This is a rusting monument to their agony. From here they were marched up the hill to a prison that has since been demolished. They were kept in cells until they were transported to Mauritius. This is Port Louis, the capital of Mauritius. Here they were dumped on the docks, bewildered and terrified. 
some of them stayed on the on the docks waiting for the next ship to take them back home you see and uh, there was never to be a, a ship to take them back home they were taken to this housing estate which was then derelict and had been taken over by animals this was hell. I went to see them. This what way was it hell, do you think? It, it was a... It's the, the filth. No water in those houses. And uh, no sanitation. So it was really easy. And the children, they had no clothes. The children were absolutely, you know, as if they'd been rolled over in ash and earth. And, and then when it rained, it was you know, water everywhere. The islanders began to die, not only from poverty, but from what they call sadness. Lizette, now in her 60s, lost two children. They would sing their way through life. Here, I mean, they, they, they wept their way through life, and they're still weeping, you see. And there were, as you mentioned, so many cases of suicides. But there were so many cases of children, you know, not receiving proper care and dying in hospital. I know the case of one lady who lost two children within two or three months. And he, she wasn't able even to, uh, uh, to, 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 to perform the funerals of, of her child because she didn't have the money necessary for that. And it was the state who took care of it. The hospital, from the hospital, the child was taken to the cemetery, you see. Do you realize what sort of a trauma, what sort of, mm. of experience this is for, for an old lady? And this old lady is still weeping to be able to go back home. By the end of 1975, the secret expulsion of the people of the Chagos Islands was complete. A survey of their conditions in exile told of 26 families that had died together in poverty, of nine suicides, of young girls forced into prostitution in order to survive. The report gave these examples. Elaine and Michelle Musa, mother and child, committed suicide. Leone Rangasamy, prevented from going back, drowned herself. Tarine Chateau, no job, no roof, committed suicide. This was a glimpse of the suffering inflicted by the British government. And yet in a letter dated 16th of August, 1976, a Foreign Office official wrote, and I quote, although we have no information about deaths, some deaths are bound to have occurred in the normal course of events.
how most British people know Mauritius as an exotic holiday destination, especially for honeymooners. They almost never see the slums of the exiled people of the Chagos, who are also British citizens. This is film taken in 1982 of a family of Chagos Islanders in exile in Mauritius. Here all 25 of them sleep in shifts in one squalid room with the baby in a cardboard box. We found the same family living in the same shack in the same terrible conditions. They still sleep on the floor. The rain still pours in. The toilet is still a hole in the ground. They are still so poor, but they often go hungry. What was done to these people is today defined in international law as a crime against humanity. What has changed since they were last filmed 22 years ago? Your wife, she, she died, is that right? Yes, she yeah. died. It's not nostalgia, it's more than that. It's like um, missing even the air that you breathe, missing the environment that you're used to, missing your home, missing your cats and your dogs, and your pets, which were all destroyed. This is Olivia Bancor, leader of the Chagos Islanders in exile. When he was a boy, he promised his mother Rita that he would lead the fight for justice for his people. Olivia knows all too well their suffering. So you've lost a sister and three, four brothers? Four brothers, yeah. Tell me what happened to them. I have uh, one brother who uh, died with uh, hard drugs. I have two other brothers who died with uh, alcohol. My, my sister just put a fire on, on her. She had been very discouraged with the life. She committed suicide? Yeah, yeah, she died, yeah. In 1982, the Chagos Islanders, now desperate, demonstrated in the streets of Mauritius. This embarrassed the British government into giving them a derisory compensation, which came to less than £3,000 per person. This didn't even pay their debts, and to get this money, many believe they were tricked into signing away their right to return home. Yeah, no, no, 
pour nous gagner sa casse là. L'autre dia nous signer pas même là-bas pour gagner ça. Après les temps nous qui continuent, signer ce qui va continuer mettre pouce et la zone nèg mettre en bas, mais jamais moi prononce mon droit, ce comme pour moi. Et ni moi ni mes enfants ici. Si les qui dia moi mon père signe mon droit, mon renonce mon zile, mon parti pour prendre au mille là. Malman vous la vie à mes parents à mon père. Jamais mon pas prononce mon droit. It was entirely improper, unethical, dictatorial to have the Shagosian put the thumbprint on an English legal drafted document where the Shagosian, who doesn't read nor speak any English, let alone legal English, is made to renounce basically all his rights as a human being. Renouncing their rights was precisely what the British government wanted them to do. They could then be forgotten. That same year, the government spent two billion pounds defending the rights of the Falkland Islanders, who are white. My people, the Queen was saying, uh, Christmas broadcast. Huh? So you send them 2,000 uh, 2, inhabitants of the Falklands, and you've got 2,000 people, Jagos. One out, the other one, we come to your rescue. Come on. Come on. You are, you are all English, you're all British. <laughs> come on. What's the difference? Where's your sense of fair play, my, my fellas? <laughs> Where's your sense of fair play? Mm -hmm. That could be a breakthrough. Yeah, From a tiny lockup in the poorest section of Port Louis, Mauritius, Olivia Bancor, an electrician, has taken the struggle across the world. And here you're with Nelson Mandela. Yeah, I, I am with Nelson Mandela, an example of, of, of human rights fighter. You see, uh, we compare our struggle to the struggle of Nelson Mandela, who had been. In the 1990s, the islanders' struggle took a dramatic turn with the discovery of these documents in the public record office in London. Here was the evidence that they and their supporters were looking for. These long-forgotten secret official files revealed the full scale of the conspiracy and the cynicism that drove it. Conspiracy got underway with the creation of a fake colony called the British Indian Ocean Territory, or BIOT. The sole purpose of creating this colony was to kick the people out. And to do it, the Foreign Office invented a fiction. They said the islanders didn't really belong to the Chagos, but were merely temporary contract workers. Foreign Office Memorandum, July 1965. People were born there, and in some cases their parents were born there too. The intention is, however, that none of them should be regarded as being permanent inhabitants of the islands. So how would they be regarded? 
The legal position of the inhabitants would be greatly simplified from our point of view, though not necessarily from theirs, if we decided to treat them as a floating population. forgotten British government film shot in 1957 reveals the duplicity. Clearly the Foreign Office knew the people of the Chagos were anything but temporary workers. Out of a total of 100 or more little islands, only some half a dozen are permanently inhabited, partly by people from Mauritius and the Seychelles, but mostly by men and women who have been born and brought up on these fragments of land. It is the story of their lives which this film tells. The British tried to claim, and I, I just quote one of their documents, that the Chagos had no indigenous or settled population. Machi, dame. Mon papa n'est là-bas, mon grand-père n'est là-bas, mon grand-mère n'est là-bas, mon maman n'est là-bas. Cause Machi. Il manchi génération là-bas. Back in London, some officials began to worry about being caught out. Foreign Office Memo, November 1965. There is a civilian population. In practice, however, I would advise a policy of quiet disregard. In other words, let's forget about this one until the United Nations challenges on it. One can only say that they were looking at another prize and this was considered a, a, a price that was worth paying because in reality there would be no objections and they would get away with it and all they were concerned about the documents show this quite clearly all they were concerned about was whether they'd be found out in that same month the British representative at the United Nations FWD Brown was instructed to lie to the General Assembly that the Chagos Islands were uninhabited when the United Kingdom first acquired them. I must remind you that this has been done in violation of the United Nations Charter. This is why it was done so uh, in absolute discretion and using lies. I'm not mincing my words. They were lies, damn lies. What the official documents show is not just a trail of lies, but an imperious attitude of brutality and contempt. In August of 1966, Sir Paul Gore Booth wrote, We must surely be very tough about this. The object of the exercise was to get some rocks which will remain ours. There will be no indigenous population except seagulls. At the end of this is a note handwritten by Dennis Greenhill, later Baron Greenhill of Harrow. Unfortunately, along with the birds go some few Tarzans or Men Fridays, whose origins are obscure, and who are being hopefully wished on to Mauritius, etc. When you look at the documents, here you've got some of your former colleagues talking about, well, we just need some rocks because in all that's on it are a bunch of Tarzans and a few Janes and, and all that. 
Uh, well, yes. I mean, I, I know the person that you're referring to and the, and the minute that you're referring to. Yeah. Uh, and I have the greatest respect for him. He's, he's dead now. Uh, and I'm sure that if he had any clue that, that his throwaway remarks would have become public, he would never have written that. Uh, because I don't believe he's that sort of person, frankly. Uh, you know, people, people put things in minutes on, on official papers that they don't really mean. The conspirators now began to get the wind up. A senior official wrote, this is really all fairly unsatisfactory. We propose to certify up to 240 islanders, more or less fraudulently, as belonging somewhere else. This all seems difficult to reconcile with the sacred trust of the United Nations Charter. The sacred trust he refers to obliges Britain to safeguard the human rights of its citizens in a dependent territory. His warning counted for little. One official offered a way round the problem. He wrote, Yes, yes, I've got it right in front of We do not regard the United Kingdom as bound by such a rule. In this respect, we are able to make up the rules as we go along and treat the inhabitants of BIOT as not belonging to it in any sense. This same official summed up the whole charade in the subtitle of one of his reports, Maintaining the Fiction. Do you think they were aware of what they were doing to the people, that the trauma that was about to descend on the Chagossians? These boys in the colonial office, did they really care very much about... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> No, you know, you had your standard of living, you kept to it. You're, you're pink gin at lunchtime and... You know. So they were just the natives? The, the natives, yes. Unfortunately. The cover-up went right to the top of government. It was drawn up by the Foreign Secretary, Michael Stewart, in the form of a secret minute sent to the Prime Minister on July the 25th, 1968. In this document, Stewart reveals that he is fully aware that Diego Garcia has a population going back at least two generations. He proposes that the government lie to the world, but there is no indigenous population. On April the 26th, 1969, Wilson's private secretary wrote to Stewart saying that the Prime Minister approved the plan. The documents show that it was decided at the highest level by the Prime Minister, most particularly Harold Wilson. He knew very well that there was a population and they were going to be removed. The problem is that this is policy made almost on the back of an envelope. There's no democratic input. Uh, nobody was asking questions, nobody was knocking on the door, nobody was there to represent the interest of the islanders. They just didn't exist as a political factor to take into account. Dennis Healy was Defence Secretary in the same government. When we asked Mr Healy for an interview, he replied, I fear I have no memories of the Chagos Archipelago. Sorry. 
and Lord Healy's uh, letter about not remembering the Chagos Archipelago. Bollocks. Absolutely. Mm. He's a, an acute and intelligent man. On May the 6th, 1969, Healy's private secretary wrote... This. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.